This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It does look nice in the studio, I will say. It does look a lot better to, today than it did before. So I will give you uh, the credit there. I mean, I, I... Oh, we'll get to this. We'll give you. I will give you a lot of credit. It does yeah. look a lot better right there i got takes looking nice yeah you got you got some allegations too (laughs) i do Uh, by the way i'm a little bit concerned about someone that we work with and and this is not like a new concern this is just what is tyler up to what is wrong with this guy so i mean i wake up i wake up this morning by the way i'm i'm legitimately concerned about cj stroud this is not a bit or anything like this is the most concerned i've been about cj stroud since he's been here, you see the softball game last night. I'm nervous as hell. I, I saw some of the clips the highlights. Yeah, stuff. that's what yeah, I, said. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. no, no I wasn't I, locked in. I see the softball <laughs> game? No, I did not. I uh, did not catch that. But be um, quiet, honey. I'm watching the softball game. What, what softball game are you talking about? Uh, you the saying? Travis Scott celebrity softball game. Oh, okay. Dude was hitting doubles and running full speed at full speed. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, kind yeah, of exaggerating. MVP. Well, from first to second, he was. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, you know, MVP, leaping for balls. Doesn't help your it's take. It's good analysis, man. It doesn't help um, your take. Tyler weighed in on this MD twenty twenty thing, mm-hmm. and he said something about I don't know. He responded to someone. It really doesn't matter what he said. I looked at the time, like because this is what I woke up to. It was the uh, first thing I scrolled through. I knew that you it's were at three forty seven a.m. Three forty seven a.m. What's tweeted. wrong with this kid? About. Mad Dog 2020 Gate. Brother, like no matter what's going on in your life, like whether it's whether it's your board or whatever, you 3:47 a.m. tweets, mm-hmm. especially with like just he he's got to stop. You got to stop, buddy. Yeah. There's a uh, there's something going on. I don't know what's going on. I just know that he's got to stop. Yeah, 3:47. Who's up at 347? And if you're up, just just chill. Do something. <laughs> Do something else with your life. It's 347, Get a sir. hold of yourself. Seriously. Yes. Yes. 347. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the same thing. <laughs> Biggie? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Y'all want me to weigh in on this, too? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little wild to be, tw- especially with that thread, too. Like, you still weighing in on that thread that was... 12 hours ago, hey, too. it had the internet going nuts, man. Three, yeah. 3.47 a.m. If, even if I was up, I would just chill out because I don't want people to think I'm up, up. Yeah. I would I would not tweet just because I would want more people to see it because nobody's up at 3.47 except maybe Sean Pendergast. I mean, that's it. Sean wakes up and hears a ding. <laughs> it's a tweet from Tyler. <laughs> 3.47 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Should we have an? He'd be going strong three forty-seven in the morning. Nah, well, nobody's going. We got to figure something out with him. Yeah, no one's going that strong. Yeah, we got to figure something out. Yeah. So this is the first Friday we're doing since 
September where there's going to be no NFL season uh, in front of us. This is the first. This is the first reality check when it comes to life without football, mm-hmm. and it's somewhat unfamiliar, at least in recent time, in that. Lopez is focused on free agency. I'm kind of leaning there. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm – I think it's more or least important, but I think it's most important because it's the task ahead. Like, mm-hmm. this is not in, – in, in the draft, I think it'll be shaped up by what happens in free agency, and there's just a lot of possibilities because last year we knew, okay, are they going to take a quarterback? Will they take a quarterback? Which quarterback will it be? What are they going to do with that second pick? Right now we're, dra- we're talking about drafting in the 20s. Yeah. You're talking about a crap ton of cap space. So, no disrespect to all the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. But uh, I'm getting questions about draft picks. I'm getting questions about uh, mock drafts are getting thrown our way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about mock drafts right now. No. It's just not for your free agency. You've you've said this. I think you're I think you're correct. Not I don't I don't know. Like once it's done, maybe we can weigh them. But right now, all I care about is free agency. I'm going to. Approach the next month, looking forward to free agency, and then we'll get into draft mode in March. Yes, uh, 100%. And um, I think I think free agency right now is going to be more important than, and I've said that, and, and, and I think it's, it's more important to me too, uh, than the draft. And I think once we get to the draft, we will realize that. Once we get to the draft, we will realize, you know, having the number 23, 59, and 86 picks, this is not 2023, man. Like, like we we were legitimately and understandably hyped up about was it one twelve and then all the other picks they had and then they traded up once draft got here and everything. That's something to be excited about with the draft. I mean two twelve. Um, this is not the draft is going to be a different vibe, man. And that's why I think free agency is, is going to be that much more important. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm one hundred percent with you. The draft is going to be filling in spaces, and, it, yes. and it's not like an intense, crucial type of situation. Free agency, you have an opportunity with how things are laid out to make a legit splash and, and shape up your roster. And I don't, I think all bets are off uh, when it comes to that. So I, I'm with you. I'm excited for free agency as well. Uh, I, I am excited for this offseason. It's it's a less stressful offseason. It's a more intriguing offseason. Uh, and fun times are ahead. I hope – is Tyler here yet? No. Hopefully no, he's yet. like – yeah, he's I'm great. actually shocked he's not here. Well, he was up at 347, so I could understand him sleeping in a little bit if you ever sleep. felt like <laughs> Yeah, is he going to sleep? sleep? Yesterday. How much did he sleep? Look at the bottom message there yesterday. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start buying some and selling them. T-mail, man. You hey, got stuff, man? If you want. <laughs> you got stuff? Come on. We re- <laughs> Lopez is scratching his face. <laughs> yeah, we will. We you will see it? how T mills in those energy drinks. What man. do you think he's going to name his first daughter? Um, probably uh, Addy. Orbit, Addy, <laughs> Addy, Adeline, Adeline Milner, Addy. <laughs> Just saying. You were catching some uh, some straight. I thought Clint was making a few good points. He made zero good points. I thought he made a few good points. (laughs) He made zero. Name one good point he made. Are we going here? I'll go here. Got me all riled up now. I mean, he he brought up a few good points. I would say, like what? 
Uh, I mean, he said that it wasn't supposed to be a booze fest. I don't. I. I. I I'll accept like him saying that it wasn't supposed to be a booze fest, but I do kind of think like they were kind of like presenting it as, "Hey, we're cool. We still drink Mad Dog," and then you're just taking a sip and leaving it laying around. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I like what was the what was the point of that? Okay, look, is that what he what he said when like so I'm I'm gonna read his tweet. Point by point. Let's all right, so if you're just tuning in, John Lopez yesterday, there were how many mad dog bottles over there? I think eight, eight or nine, right? Nine mad dog bottles yeah. in there from uh, Mad Dog Monday from the drive. John Lopez threw the bottles away. It looks so much better in here, by the way. Thank I can't you. even I can't even begin to express how much better it looks in here, mm-hmm. how less trashy it looks. Yeah. Um and Clint took exception with a couple of things. Well, number one, uh, he's crediting putting Bud Light advertising up there because of they put Mad Dog bottles there. That's which point I think number is, five. Which I think is interesting. <laughs> That's point number five. Yeah, Clint, Clint Sterner and, and, and Ron revolutionized the idea of putting <laughs> beer stuff up there, our, our actual sponsorships. I, I felt like our PD was a little ashamed of that Mad Dog being up there, so he yeah. like, let me switch this out. Yeah, I think our Put PD, some more appeal. I think our PD tried to justify how tacky it was yeah. by being nice to them yeah. about it. Okay. Nobody want to look at no so Mad Dog. Then he, I said that they should actually drink the Mad Dog. Yeah. He brought that up, and there were some other points. But John Lopez has his counter. We won't bury the lead. <laughs> I, I am legitimately, though, I'm not. this is not a bit. I am legitimately worried for cj stroud in the worst way like i am i feel like a nervous parent i'll tell you why in 10 minutes okay so outside of clint i think most of our co-workers who are weighing in on this mad dog 2020 gate and me throwing them away i think they're lying i think the vast majority of people who work here and in figgy studio are glad i threw it away right they're they're glad i threw all that stuff away yeah especially outside the way of clint, it looks clint is legitimately uh, upset um, now, one of the things that Clint said in a separate tweet was that I put a hundred pounds of stuff in the trash can, and he felt sorry for the uh, cleaning crew who had to quote take it down nineteen stories. An interesting point. He should be a lawyer for that <laughs> one, man. <laughs> There's this thing called an elevator. There are there are these things called bins. They roll these. You've seen them. They roll them into the bathroom all the time. These big trash can bins. You pick it up. You put it in the bin. You put it on the elevator. You take it down to the trash. I wasn't doing anything. And oh, by the way, you want to call me harsh on this? Call me harsh. It's their job. It's the job. Oh, so, wow. Some days are tougher than others oh, at work. Wow. Hey, <clears throat> hey. Wow, slime No, no, no. It's not an elitist. Whether whether it's it's cleaning out the studios. Wow, working ball. in the studios. But also, it's not true. They have a bin. They have a bin. There's a bin that's being pushed. And they have yeah. an elevator. Yeah, you're a slime ball. It's okay. No. I no. got love for y'all. No, no. Whether you're a CEO or whatever, some days are harder than others. Okay. That's called work. Yeah, you're not helping your cause. No, here. that's called work. Now, let's get to Clint's other, other uh, tweet. He said, Lopez's back is to the Mad Dog and Figgy. I have this thing called a neck. And I turn and look at Figgy, what, 75 times a show? Yeah. And I'm looking right at those bottles. 
No, I actually, I actually prefer that setup. I think it, I think it allows for a more effective uh, type of conversation, especially with me because y'all know me. I'm a multitasker. I'm on the run sheet. A lot of times, yeah. I'm even giving Figgy audio like here, so that you're still in my vision instead of me having right. to go like this and like that. Like I, it's I, actually, it's actually like with, we have a unique like dynamic unique. where I, I'm the one person who can, one host who can go in the drive i'm not trying to pull the curtain back yeah i can paste it and i can say figgy go i got to be looking at figgy and the other thing is i got to be looking at figgy because me and figgy have like some telepathy here yeah telepathy. Where it, say it again telepathy okay i say telepathy and right, that's, right. you know whatever yeah but um telepathy yeah telepathy okay I digress, but <laughs> but I, I got to be able to look at Figgy, and I can look at you at the same time. And, and so I said it like, from the very kind of start. Dynamic. I told you from the very start, I want to sit across from you. I think that's a better conversation. Yeah. Uh, my my reason is not your reason. It's a different, but... It, well, if you're having a conversation, right? You want to look right in front of each other. What do they do, what do, they do on all those shows, man? Not at their ear hole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to look at anybody's ear hole. All right, so that's what he said, and I turn around about 75 times a show. He also said Mad Dog Mondays was never a... Help me out here. Touch the button bit, bubble it, and move on. What is it then? I don't understand what well, that is. Well, here's my thing. Like, I just I don't understand why you don't drink the Mad Dog. Yeah. So, so you're just taking a shot of what Mad Dog. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Like he, he I, I'll say this. I that's a good that's a good like portrayal by him, and I give him credit for it. Yeah. Brother, it's the same thing as drinking a beer. Like, it's, I'm not sitting here saying do five keg stands or drink a drink a handle of uh, yeah McCormick's vodka or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like. What 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 are you trying what what are you trying to get across by saying hey we're drinking Mad Dog yeah like what what, what is that yeah hey we're Mad Dog Sippy Cup Monday yeah like, well, I, it's, it's not a hardo thing it's a hey okay so if it's if it's so bad that you just take a sip and then you're leaving ten bottles around then let's do something better let's do Boone's Farm <laughs> that's right let's do Boone's Farm he also said unopened Mad Dog was for in in the loop if they joined in I was never asked. I was never asked, and I don't. I I probably would not. And I wouldn't have, have done to. it. Yeah, either. I wouldn't have yeah. wanted Mad Dog. Then he said, the, they had they had bottles were full, and there were multiple bottles because we don't swip by design. Have we you ever? What? We don't swap spit by design. And I said, have you ever heard of cups? Like, there's a million of them in the kitchen. <laughs> like, oh, we don't want to swap. Oh, you have to drink it out of the bottle. There's this thing called cups too. <laughs> All right. Then, this is my favorite one by far, uh-uh. and you just alluded to it. Uh-uh. The Mad Dog stashed on the on the window here yeah. led to a money idea. OG, <laughs> product placement. He's, talk- he's talking about how we got Bud Light cans yeah. behind us now instead of the Mad Dog. I'm so glad. That- that's crazy. That, I- <laughs> that's crazy to take credit for that. I'm so glad that's actually that, wild. Uh, that the drive invented product placement. Never heard of it before. Come on, man. We're on YouTube, so you don't want the Mad Dog in the background. So Bud Light. <laughs> Come on, That's man. wild, though. That's wild. Product placement. I got an idea. Let's put some cans behind us. That might... You know, people might pay for that. Like, man, you know what? Nick Saban is sponsored by whatever yeah. soda he puts up there, so he has the Dr. Pepper up there yeah. in front of him. Yeah. It's like Mike Shanahan said, I got an idea. What if we throw the ball? <laughs> the Gatorade, the Gatorade's up there. What if we, I don't know, slice the bread? Dude, you didn't invent product placement, man. You, 
<laughs> Figgy, how many good points? Like, how many of these points do you side with Lopez, and how many of these points do you side with Clint on? With Clint, I, I, I kind of don't side with nothing. I mean, the only one I do is, you know, Lopez back is to the Mad Dog. So I could get where he's coming from with that. But because but, he doesn't know that I do this all show long. Yeah, yeah. But but still, man, like I just feel like if y'all weren't drinking them, why are they sitting there? Why are they sitting there? Like it'd be one thing. I understand if they was still drinking them, sipping on them, mm-hmm. but they don't drink them. That's, they they that's, take a sip. Like, what is that? I mean, I'm not sitting. I mean, I'm not sitting. Like, was it supposed to stay there forever? I mean, like, it's not like it's not like they haven't sipped before but during shows are they, before. Are they still like, what, are they, what are they doing are every they, Friday at Football Friday at Buffalo exactly. Wild Wings? Exactly. I mean, they're, they're ordering like large drinks. I'm telling you, like drink a Mad are Dog. Are they still drinking, doing the Mad Dog Mondays? I just I just think it was presented as such and this is, this is you can call me being a hardo or whatever. I I, I get, I, I, I like I like the defense by Clint. I don't, a jury might side with him. My thing eh. is, <laughs> my thing is like, you're, you're talking about Mad Dog, you're just taking a sip. Yeah. Come on. Just just leave one bottle here. On the YouTube channel, it's about respect, OG. Yes, it is. Respect for the rest of the people that work here. Like oh like he's implying this, this that I didn't does look a lot better. He right didn't now. he's implying that I didn't respect that they put him up there. Yeah. And I didn't realize it's how It's about respect for us. I didn't realize how cluttered it was until Lopez threw him out because yes. now it, it looks super clean. Thank you. Like I don't even want that stuff that's up there now on there. I can yeah. take care yeah. of that. What do you want me to throw away? No, you ain't got <laughs> you ain't got to throw it away. No, you remember I mean, that one time when Tyler it. decided he wanted to put like a dog pooping calendar up like in the like right there in the studio? Yeah, no. And I was like, "Brother, like the Get your own space for that, sir. Like that's not, what, what is that? <laughs> that was uncomfortable, man. Uh, it, like right above your head, yes. like a dog dog crapping calendar. Yes. I was like, hey, sir. Like, let's let's move let's move this a little bit. Uh, Two eight one says you're acting like someone's parents, John. Uh, no, I'm acting like an adult. Like 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 I said, like I'll go back to the guy that. That said, it's about respect. It is about respect in the workplace. So what would you do? Let's say I had a Pepsi or a Coke just sitting there, just barely drank. Mm-hmm. Do you just keep it there? I'd give it a couple of days. Yeah, or three. Uh, eventually throw it out. Yeah, exactly. I'd throw it out eventually. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was going back to it, but if it, if it stayed there for months. My, not- my compromise, I just want them to drink the whole Mad Dog. Yes. Like over the course of four hours, I just want them to drink the whole Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for much. Also on the YouTube channel, what if Ron or Clint takes exception to something that you have lying around uh, and throw it away? I hope they do. Let's look for it. What do you see? Uh, nothing. Nothing. There's some inside joke stuff. There's a white unicorn. You want to throw that out? You can throw it out if you like. None of it is mine. It's called respect for the world. I, I feel like they could have got one bottle, too, and shared it had cups and shared it like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so, like they're kind of wasting the money a little bit there's just no, buying the no bottle cups, every There's week. no cups in this building. Oh, no. Mad Dog Monday. He could have shared the bottle. I yeah. just want I just want I just want honesty with me as a as a drive listener who listens daily from two to six. I just want honesty. Mad Dog sip Monday. We take a sip of Mad Dog. That's right. Yeah. Not not, not oh yeah, we got the Mad Dog, baby. <laughs> Coming up, I'm legitimately. This is serious now. So that this was kind of uh, a little bit loose. We're officially in the off season. I'm not kidding. I am legitimately concerned for CJ Stroud, and I feel like a nervous parent. I'll tell you why next. Peggy, let's hit him big time. Cause it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do. 
Houston. Let's get in the loop. Oh, the jokes are coming fast and furious every time y'all talk about this guy. With Landry Locker. Landry, I mean, you're going to be in midday forever now. And John Lopez. On occasion, Lopez makes a statement that's so ludicrous. It makes me pick my phone up and call you guys. You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Your champ, 16. Sports Radio (laughs) 16. I'm concerned about CJ Stroud. And I'm not, this is not a bit. This is not anything. This is, I'm dead serious. Tell me if I'm being irrational or not, but I'm very concerned about CJ Stroud. And tonight, I'm going to be nervous watching CJ Stroud. Uh, He's in a celebrity basketball game, the NBA celebrity basketball game. And there's already been some back and forth. Uh, with he and Micah Parsons. See, okay, go ahead, finish. Here's my thing. I, I think one of the most dangerous things that you can do is play basketball with someone who doesn't know how to play basketball and someone who takes pride in things such as hustling, rebounding, setting hard picks, and pick up basketball. It, it's very dangerous for people who actually know how to hoop to play with guys who do not. It's it's extremely dangerous. It's why 45-year-olds are rehabbing torn ACLs across the country and getting carried off of YMCAs. C.J. Stroud has a basketball background. C.J. Stroud is also not a D-bag. When D-bags play basketball and they have that mindset, you combine D-bag, competitiveness, uh, and not knowing your own strength, it can be a very, very dangerous thing. And that's why C.J. Stroud taking the court today and being opposite of Micah Parsons has me very concerned. Let me just lay this out for you first. CJ was on Micah Parsons' Bleacher Report podcast during Radio Row. Here's a little bit of the back and forth between the two guys. CJ's a dead man. <laughs> hey, we coming for CJ. If he fouls me hard, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> he will be arrested on spot. And mind you, I have Metal World Peace. So you better calm that that noise down and let me get that screen, big dog. I'm glad you're openly saying that because I'm going to put the team on my back. If you lose with a bigger team, what does that make you? A bum? <laughs> wow, I'm a bum now. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, and, and this is why I quit hooping. Yeah. It's it's dangerous when, when you have like a big meathead like Micah Parsons who, let's be honest, he's competitive. He's also one of the biggest tools in the NFL right now. He's a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You have the big stage, the clout that Micah Parsons likes, although he took a picture of some kids following him to get autographs at the airport yesterday, which I thought was weird. Uh, I I legitimately am – I just want CJ to just get through this, and I want Micah Parsons to chill out. I don't know if he can, though. Okay, so I wasn't really that concerned. It uh, only takes one slide under a leg. It only takes one hard foul. It's all it takes in, in basketball. That's all it takes. Right, and, and, and that's where I was going with it. I, I wasn't really that concerned until three things happened. Number one, I realized C.J. Stroud is, is going to go. Like, he, you know, he, 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 we, saw, we, we saw it last night. That's, that's the second thing that happened. Like, they had the Travis Scott celebrity softball game. I saw some clips and stuff. Like, he goes, I mean, he's, he's going to be competitive as competitive as he can be. And then the third thing and most important thing, I heard Micah Parsons. 
Like, like I don't think he's playing around too much. He's one of the biggest. He's, I mean, the the way that he acts, I, I he's lucky he's good at football. I don't know how anyone would be able to stand to be around. And, him. and you want to say, well, he's a professional. He's in the NFL. He realizes don't go, he doesn't don't go, you know, too hard at these guys. He doesn't. But I think that instinct in his head will will kind of click. This was know? this was CJ yesterday at the uh, Travis Scott celebrity softball game. Uh, this is courtesy of Aaron Wilson um, of. KPRC. Here is CJ Stroud talking about the uh, celebrity hoop game. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be doing too much. You know, Mike is gonna try to kill me, so I'm, I'm gonna try to, you know, get my rhythm going, get my jump shot going a little bit. You know, have some fun. Nothing serious. This is a personal thing for me. Like, I, I, I legitimately think it's just dangerous the way that some guys play basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember when um. Uh, we used to work with uh, Gallant, and Gallant would talk about basketball, oh, and he's like, God. he's taking pride in like hustling, Flag football. And, yeah, but he's taking pride in like I hustle, I box out, all that, and pick up hoops. Yeah, chill out there, buddy. This isn't Jim Carrey, the cable guy. <laughs> uh, but that's that's just kind of the danger that I feel. C.J. Stroud, uh, I, I, he's putting himself, and I'm protective of the quarterback. I want the quarterback to be okay. So once he gets through this, I'll be okay. But I am going to be watching on pins and needles. No lie, I'm going to be watching every play of this on pins and needles with CJ. Let's just hear these two break it down because this is a taste of what Micah Parsons is. And you might think he's joking. I don't think he's joking. It's Micah Parsons. He's he's a world-class athlete. He's a little bit unhinged. He's a little bit of a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Here's Micah Parsons and CJ Stroud breaking down uh, th- their meeting today on the hardwood. Would you, do you think this is football? Like, go repent. I was like that. It's like that. I'm like that. I, CJ, my good. This the same dude. We were supposed to play one on one together. I told him we have to play by possession. So if you miss a shot, you can't go get the offensive rebound. It's, the possession is over. And he's like, No, it's not real basketball. It's one on one. Of course, it's not real basketball. Then I told him, Okay, let's go strictly jumpers. No, I don't want to go strictly jumpers. And I'm like, All right, then let's go three dribbles. No, I said five dribbles. No, are you scared of me, bro? What's going on? It just tells me that you're limited. I'm limited. How am I limited? You're limited. It's one on one. No, I'm not, you're, you're limited. You're limited. You're limited. trying to limit my abilities to capitalize on yours. Play me in a real game, <laughs> real rules. Real get your game. rebound. I, I believe in hustle points. I believe in yeah, driving that's points. That's I believe momentum. In points. <laughs> that's the scary part. I believe in hustle points yes. in, in, a, in a celebrity game and all that. Okay, keep going. Bro, that's if how I you, miss and get bro. my rebound, that kills your that's momentum. Right. It makes you work harder. Dude. Of course, anybody can keep playing one on one when they fresh. Uh, hold on, I want to see on. when you tie your hands is on your knees. Can you play this defense? Then we are not in the NBA, my dude. Nah, because it was a wager. You know what that's like? That's like you can't the, dribble that's like, hundred times. How much like, you weigh? If you can't, if you we're not having this. No, how much you weigh? You're way more athletic than me, Micah. You ran four three. I probably run like four seven. Like what are we talking okay, about? Okay, but how much do you weigh? How much you do two twenty five? I did it nineteen times. Come on, bro. I can do it three times. Like what? talking about it's because you're, you're way more strong way more athletic like bro you're gonna beat me to a rebound you're gonna run me over but listen duh l- listen how much do you weigh Wait, 225 225 so imagine we're having a fight right this is a boxing match we're having a fight if i drop down to 225 but i'm naturally talking about? i'm naturally 250 but you're saying i can't rehydrate back up to 250 it's a catch <laughs> weight like all these rules and stipulations that you're trying to do to win the fight this is bo- you're t- hold on you're going from What's boxing to basketball it's the same thing you're no, putting stipulations not. to win if any hooper out there is watching this video you know how one-on-one basketball is played you either play three dribbles five dribbles you play by possessions this is just he's from uh pennsylvania you're from the middle of nowhere i get it that makes sense now you're right friendly pickup you're right three dribbles have fun ha ha yeah, you guys play in the snow and y'all have uh y'all don't have rims you guys have tires as rims and the nets are um homeboy just going like this and he just catches the ball under you you disrespecting my city like no that. no no i, oh, I, I we respect real hoopers oh. no, we're way better hoopers easy all right so 
I, I I think Micah Parsons can tone it down. I think I know CJ can. I just don't know like if like the second that CJ this is this is what happens when you when you play with D bag hoopers that are that are like really really and big. we all have yes we all know them. As soon as CJ hits like a couple step backs, all of a sudden it's I got to rough him up. I got to nudge him. I got to instill my will. You just heard him talking about hustle points and stuff like That's that. That's what I'm saying. I think in and his then mind. he's putting himself out there. They talked about this for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I think in, like in, in CJ's mind, he's like, I know basketball. In, in Micah's mind, he's he he thinks this is just all fun and games, and he's going to approach it that but way. But he's not, not the hooper that once, CJ is. It's, his ego is going to get hit. Once you get punched in the face, that old thing, yeah. I think he's going to start. I'm telling you, yeah. man. Like I'm legitimately, like I legitimately, this has always been something that I think is like one of the most under underrated, dangerous things is pick up basketball with people who are trying to be, yeah, Kurt Rambis, yeah, instead of just instead of just taking it for what it is. Mm-hmm. We all seen that. We've all seen that guy. Part of what makes Micah Parsons great is his motor goes 100. percent I don't think that he plays pick up basketball, and that dies, especially when you have the competitive buildup, the competitive juices. So. I think CJ knows how to figure it out, but I'm not. I'm I'm dead serious. I will be watching this game, saying just get just get him off the court. Yeah, just get him off the court. Just get him off the court. Just get him off the court. Just knock down a couple of twenty-eight footers and leave. Yes, the end. <laughs> yes, because as soon as he t- starts to drive, it's going to be like a physical trying to block mm-hmm. type of thing. I just don't. I'm I'm legit uh, concerned about it. Coming up, did the Texans get a message this week? From the world champs. Did the people from Kansas City tell the people from Houston to get the hell out of the kiddie pool? It's next. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. All right, John Lopez says that the Kansas City Chiefs told the Texans this weekend to, quote, get out of the kiddie pool. Yeah. Get out of the kiddie pool. Explain yourself, mi amigo. Well, like that Spanish? Uh, uh, I did. That was actually, you said it right. Uh, Gracias. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you, you always talk about the kiddie pool, and I'm looking at what's going on in Kansas City right now, and uh, and I'm like, this this is why. Like, like this is why. It's pretty obvious if the Texans don't do something and something relatively big uh, in free agency. That, I mean, look, anything can happen, any given Sunday, all that stuff. But by and large, you know, kind of the macro look at it, they're not going to be able to do anything with the Kansas City Chiefs. If they don't do something big in, in free agency. Now, let me explain it here. So the Chiefs have... $40 million less in cap space than the Texans. $40 million less than the Texans in cap space. They've got a $450 million quarterback whose cap hit this coming season, by the way, or whatever his contract it's is. It's lower than it was yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, This was his biggest cap hit this year. It, it, the, cap, the cap hit is going to be something like $40 million. Um, they have to sign Chris Jones. People are saying that people say uh, that Jones' contract is going to be about three years, eighty-five million dollars, and then there's Legarius Sneed, the cornerback, also an unrestricted free agent. People are saying that his contract is going to be four years, sixty-five million dollars. So you got a max quarterback in essence, sixty-five million dollar cornerback, eighty-five million dollar defensive tackle, and their general manager Brett Veach said yesterday, "This is my priority." To sign them both. Mm-hmm. 
If the Chiefs can do that with $40 million less in cap space, you have to enter into the big-time free agent market. Or else you're just going to be playing for second place. What is the big-time free agent market? You know what I say, smart, big that. money. Smart, okay. big money. All the guys that we went through yesterday. Boy, we're going to hear that. I'm going to hear that a lot the next hey, you month. You asked. Uh, no, I like the theme. Yeah, like but, the but what I'm saying is, like, if the Chiefs have a max quarterback, two, six, uh, 60 and an $80 million player, and they're saying that's our priority and they're probably going to do it, what are, you, what are you even doing? Um, with forty million dollars, building a more. roster, but, building a roster. But okay, you're building. But you're gonna have to pay your guys. So I mean, yeah, you, you, they're their well, bills they are already I there. Mean, they're doing that. Yeah, but they're but you're gonna have to get there, right? So you're gonna have to play a little bit of chess. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't think the Chiefs were functioning like this four years ago, were they? Uh, well, they didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, but for one, and they they built the team with with other players. All I'm saying is, like, you got a team out there that is this back to back Super Bowl champions. And they're going to find a way with two max players already having paid their quarterback. You got to get in the game. There is no max, sir. I'm using the NBA term. Uh, you know, two, two max players with a quarterback that you're already paying and has a $40 million uh, a cap hit. You can't you can't play around or else you're just playing for second place or third place, whatever. I, that, that's, that's why I keep saying it. It's the most important thing to me. And I think they have to do it because you can put all kinds of nice public relations spin on it or whatever else. But if you if you kind of go light in free agency and you're waiting for draft picks to develop, you're not going to contend with the Chiefs by and large. Now maybe on a given Sunday you beat them, but by and large, in terms of just the macro effect, you're not going to be able to compete with the Chiefs. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I I think I, I'm looking more at the other teams that are trying to get there. Like I'm looking at what's going on with Cincinnati, how they're going to handle. Uh, the decisions that they have to make, how the Chargers are going to handle the decisions they have to make. If the Chargers somehow end up getting Saquon Barkley instead of you, I'm looking at that. I'm not even really looking at the Chiefs. I think right now with the Chiefs, I think the the hope, I should say, with the Texans is that Father Time catches up a little bit and they naturally have like some sort of like Super Bowl hangover, which they avoided this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that... Keeping up, I'm more so concerned about the Chargers having a top five pick, the Chargers having a new head coach, the Chargers perhaps being in the Saquon Barkley sweepstakes. So I'm not even. You're looking up there. I I am envisioning the Chiefs kind of coming down to you. That's that's fair and that's fine. Um, I guess what I'm saying, Landry, is how serious are you? They're serious. Like how? Like, but how you know seri- that. But you know they're serious. No, I know they're serious. They're a hundred percent serious. But but do you want to be in the let's let's compete with the Chargers and 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 the Bills, or do we think we have a chance? And I'm not like so you know you're losers if you don't do this. All I'm saying is if they can do it, you can get in this game, man. Hell, you can sign Sneed. I mean, if you really want to hurt the Chiefs and then help yourselves, he's one of the guys that that we've talked about. Uh, I get like in essence. The best team on the planet that is spending a lot of money is figuring it out to try to keep their guys. I think that's a sign. But to sometimes them. that can be dangerous. It can. Like sometimes it if can. you try, if you just keep your guys and eventually it wears out. Like we've seen that many a time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Um, but it's just a point of, I don't want to hear, oh, we can't do that. Chiefs are doing it and they've got a lot of money on the line. Yeah, this is like the next step. This is kind of unfamiliar territory for Nick Casario, like with this organization, where I, I just think you have a lot of wiggle room. Like I think you have a lot of safety nets, and that's that's the thing for me. Like the the Chiefs have to make the right decision. Like their margin for error. Now, 
when you've won two Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, you're you're but their margin for error is like kind of a little bit, you know. It's thin. It's thin mm-hmm. when it comes to running it back. For the Texans, like, okay, on one hand you say you you don't want to overpay this guy. Well, you got CJ, you got all these rookie deals. Mm-hmm. Uh you got, you know, guys still on rookie deals. So I do wonder how how that comes into play when it comes to how they function. Like, do they take their safety nets and do they take the fact, like, because that's the benefit of having multiple multiple first-round draft picks and draft picks for all those years and is that there's a three, four, five-year stretch where you have all these guys on rookie deals and you can, yeah. you can spend a little bit more recklessly. Yeah, and and then I think that that help, that adds to the to the case for, for spending that money and, and, and getting it done and maybe even – uh, getting two big ticket items that are that are smartly done, longer term contracts, a little younger, those kind of guys. Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig, with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio 16. I'm just I'm just focused on that second tier. I'm focused on the Bengals. I'm focused on the Chargers. I I don't think the Chiefs are going to three peat, but hell, I didn't think they were going to win. Yeah. Um, this year at all. So I I I do want to see what these guys uh have to do. Uh. In free agency, we're not going to have to wait too long. We're not no. going to have to wait too long. No, coming right up. Um, and, and and I think part of what the Chiefs are doing, you know, the Texans will get there eventually. I think they're probably going to try to to restructure Mahomes' contract again uh, and be able to free up that money. And that and that's just kind of where I am. Like like if you if they can do it, you can certainly do it with more money to spend, significantly more money to spend, and the quarterback on rookie contract. Shout out to everyone on the YouTube and the Twitch. The seven one three says there are at least five or six other teams in the AFC who are better than the Texans besides the Chiefs. Okay, um, five or six. Well, isn't that the point? First five or six besides the Chiefs. I I don't know if that's yeah. accurate. Um. But yeah, I mean the Texans definitely need to take the next step. They need to make moves this offseason to like elevate their play. But I don't. I, you're gonna have to seven one three list those five or six. You're, you're you're presenting some stuff. I want to I want to hear these five or six other teams that are better than the Texans. But I but I'm kind of agreeing in that I'm looking more at that second tier. Well, yeah, yeah, and you can, and that's where you start, uh, and you're going to be considered to be in the second tier until you you can beat the Chiefs. Um, first of all, I don't think there's five or six better than the Texans. But even if they are, but they're a bad. They're a bad. To add to your point, there are they're a bad off season away and a good off season from another team of falling completely off the cliff. Right. Uh, but but and what also what I'm saying is even if there are five or six, that's kind of more reason. That's kind of more reason to 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 get into the free agent market when you have the ability to do it. Like you're not gonna, you're gonna get tired of me saying this too. You're not gonna have this chance very often. You're just not. No, I mean the Chiefs had it once. Yeah, and they, and they played it well. Like they played, they played Patrick Mahomes' rookie contract very well. Mm-hmm. And you got to do the same thing if you're gonna get in the game. Yeah, I mean that's that the Texans with Deshaun Watson. God rest his soul. Um, Wait, what? Well, <laughs> career's dead, not okay. him. Yeah. But they did not play the uh, rookie contract well when it came to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So R.I.P. Pour one out for him. All right, pour, not my dog. We're out of that. But um, <laughs> if you have five or six, even if we, if I'm playing the game with you, okay, that that kind of makes me feel stronger uh, about getting in the game here with the free agents. The Saquon Barkley thing is going to be interesting if he hits that market. We'll get uh, some clarity on that um, in four days. Mm-hmm. See you next Tuesday. Uh, when it comes to how to uh, 
how to figure out who's going to franchise tag. That's when the, the process begins. And Derrick Henry's trending right now with the Cowboys for some reason. Well, I think mm-hmm. he'd be a good fit there. Yeah. So good for him. So that that's priority number one is is running back and wide receiver as well. No doubt. Landry yeah. Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio 16. Coming up, so I have a, a major wish when it comes to free agency in the draft. And it's going to make... Tennessee Titans fans, very, very happy. But it'll make me even happier. All right. We'll discuss next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I want to make Tennessee Titans fans happy. I'm now John McClain is not joining us right now. He's not going to. Wax poetic to the stanky one, Amy Adams Stank. Best little whorehouse in Texas. But I want to make the Tennessee Titans happy. And two wishes I have for this offseason. In free agency, which begins in less than a month, in the draft, which is a couple months and change away, uh, they involve the Tennessee Titans adding talented football players to their roster. Mm -hmm. But I think in doing so, I think it would be something that the Texans would benefit from. I want to hear this. Step one, if he hits the market, and there's questions about whether or not he's going to hit the market, Mm -hmm. I want T. Higgins, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals, I want him to get his wish. This is T. Higgins talking about something that he'd like to see happen if he hits the market in free agency. Uh, It it would be good. You know, um, going back home, back home to family, uh, and then being able to play for a coach that I've already been under, you know, so it would be ideal. There you go. It would be ideal. Home is Tennessee. The coach is 
Mr. Callahan, who used to be the OC in Cincinnati. He's now the head coach in Tennessee. If T. Higgins hits the market, Mm -hmm. I want him signing with the Tennessee Titans. I 100% want him to be signing with the Tennessee Titans to where I'm sure Tennessee fans would get excited. Oh, he's coming back home. Oh, he knows this system, all that. Cool story, bro. You're going to pay him like he's a number one receiver. Furthermore, him as a number two in Cincinnati is a big threat, especially if Joe Burrow is healthy. So you're essentially taking away one of the strengths that Cincinnati possesses and taking T. Higgins away from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, who T. Higgins has had 1,000 yards the two seasons before this year, before he was banged up and with Joe Burrow, and you're sending him to Tennessee – And I don't personally, maybe you think differently, I don't think T. Higgins is a bona fide number one wide receiver. I think he's good. But if Tennessee wants to spend their cap money and pay T. Higgins like he is a bona fide number one receiver, that's my dream. I know they'd be excited about it. I would too because I don't even think even with T. Higgins playing with Will Levis for however the hell long they continue that thing, I don't think that's as much of a threat of the Texans getting where they want to get as T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, healthy Joe Burrow is. So my wish, wish number one, part one, I hope T. Higgins, if he hits the market, signs for big money with the Tennessee Titans because I think it would be a win in multiple ways. Uh, dude, I I can't disagree with a single word you said. I mean, I mean that might not be the best uh, radio discussion, but what you said, what you said is, is, is what I think. Uh, and uh, beyond that, isn't there a Nico factor here when it comes to the local? See, and that that's 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 a good that's a good angle there too because look, I you tell me, you ask me and and people ask us and people ask Figgy, is Nico Collins the number 1 wide receiver? I I don't know. Like what are we talking about? Are we talking about Justin Jefferson? Are we talking about Tyreek Hill? Like what are we saying? I don't know that, mm-hmm. but I think Nico Collins is as good as T Higgins. Like I th- yes. I think they're I think they're in the same class. Mm-hmm. So Maybe he go. Maybe he just has unrealized potential. Maybe he goes to Tennessee and he thrives. A, I don't think he has the quarterback to completely thrive. I don't think Will Levis is worth the damn. So even then, I don't think it's like that much of a threat. And taking him away from Cincinnati, that's just a dream scenario for me. I, I know they'd be excited in Tennessee. I'd be just as excited. So that's that's wish number one. I want to get into this Nico thing in a sec too. Wish number two. Look, I love the guy. You love the guy. I think the guy's a freak. If if he gets to a uh, an area of the draft where the Texans can end up signing him or, or, or drafting him, I think it would be excellent. But I think good draft picks come in like specific areas. Like what's a good pick sometimes in the top 10 might not – or in the top 20 might not have been mm-hmm. a good pick in the top five. Right. Brock Bowers, if the Titans decide to take Brock Bowers in the top 10 of the draft, more power to you. I they, they have one of the worst offensive lines in football. They have problems everywhere, like all over their defense. Their defense stinks too. If they decide to do what a few teams have done in the top 10 and draft a tight end, more power to them. 19 tight ends have been drafted in the last 20 years. Let me give you the ones in the top 10. Just in the top 10. Because there's a lot of like either or in the draft. There's one constant. When you draft a tight end in the top 10, no matter how badass they were in college, it just doesn't work out. Does that mean that that's that it's 
not going to work out for Brock Bowers? No, but Kyle Pitts in 2021, Hawkinson in 2019, uh, you had Eric Ebron in 2014, uh, and then you go to Vernon Davis in 2006 and Kellen Winslow in 2004. It doesn't work out. So I think Tennessee Titans would be excited with, with these moves. I would be happy about these moves too because them not taking a tackle or something like an edge guy or something like that that can help them on defense and throwing big money at T. Higgins, I, I think that would be good. So go ahead and be happy, Tennessee. These are my two wishes uh, for step one, free agency, and step two, the draft. Yeah, you kind of lost me on that one only because it, it all depends on what you think of Brock Bowers uh, because I think that's that's a good way to start a rebuild. And the Titans are rebuilding. Uh, is a big-time game-changing tight end. Now, maybe he'll be lost uh, somewhat the first couple of years and not have uh, – you know, a significant impact in terms of like the overall record, but I think, and you don't, so that's fine. That that that's where we we disagree on this. I think Brock Bowers is going to be a next level elite tight end. He's been elite his entire life. Uh, he's played at the highest level. He's won national championships. He's had the biggest competition. His 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 regard uh, in terms of scouts is generally top five, top eight in the entire draft. So even though he may not be an immediate impact. You know, they're going to win nine games, ten games kind of guy. He's a building block. Like, he's a legit building block for, yeah. I, I, That's what you and I are different on that. Yeah. I think he is. I think I think at 15, 20 he is, maybe. maybe. I mean, if let me put it this way. I, I, don't, I don't know that Brock Bowers is a building block. I think uh, we roll our eyes in the draft when, when some people say, well, you can't draft that. You got too many needs. And I think it's stupid a lot of the time. Like when you're talking about a quarterback and you hear people say that drove me nuts last all year. All the time. Like if you didn't want to draft all a, the time. If you didn't want to draft a quarterback, okay, I can get down with that. I can even understand that. But don't tell me you got too many needs, so why would you draft a quarterback now? Well, there've been full drafts where there's not quarterbacks available. Yeah. So, you can figure it out accordingly. I do think though when it comes to tight end, there is kind of that that there is kind of that feel where if you're if your offensive line's one of the worst in the league, if your quarterback is is more focused on, you know, making his tattoo look good on Instagram and eating mayonnaise and making uh, reckless plays, yeah. drafting the tight end kind of be like a no-man's land thing. It, it could be, uh, but it also, I feel, could be a cornerstone piece uh, for, what, five, six, ten years uh, down the road. So I, I just disagree because I, I think that highly of Brock Bowers. That's it. You love Brock Bowers. I you, love Brock Bowers. You've loved him for a while. Yeah. Did you love Kyle Pitts? I love Kyle Pitts. What's up with him? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Nothing's up with it. No, did look. You like Kellen Winslow? Like, I'm not saying you didn't lay it out fine. Did you like Kellen Winslow? Because you did. I like Kellen Winslow. You still too. like him, right? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but but see, the thing is, Lopez is barbecuing in his uh, <laughs> Browns Winslow throwback, man. <laughs> Maybe Winslow Senior. Uh, uh, but but no, I, I look. You laid it out. All I'm saying is, I think that dude can can flat out help you know build a team t higgins please sign with the titans titans please pay t higgins uh it would be a double whammy of greatness for the houston texans landry locker john lopez figgy fig with you uh sign or decline today t higgins would you want the texans to pay t higgins decline yeah that's a massive decline for me that's a big no for me dog decline big no for me yeah best of luck to him seems like a swell young man um and it'll be interesting to see how they handle that uh franchise tags begin on Tuesday. So we should get some clarity as to uh, 
what they're going to do. The period for the franchise tags, um, it's uh, February 20th to March 5th. So you got about a two-week window to decide uh, whether or not you want to tag T. Higgins or not. Oh, by the way, you might have to pay that other guy yeah. uh, named Jamar Chase. So who knows what they do in Cincinnati. Speaking of paying receivers, we had this conversation a little bit yesterday. Uh, Nico Collins, he's had one great year. And in fairness, it's been the one year where he had a good quarterback. It's been the one year where he was fully healthy. Uh, top 10 production, really, like when you when you add it all out. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Texans need to pay Nico Collins right now? Sean Pendergast yesterday said he would give Nico Collins the same contract that is rumored to be what Amon Ross St. Brown is looking at, which I think is like a three-year extension for $25 million. Would you do this now? Uh, absolutely not. Ab- absolutely not. Um, because, I mean, that's what they're saying about uh, Mike Evans. They're talking about Mike Evans. Uh, $25 million. I'm not, it'll probably be more, but $25 million a year. Uh, one year is awesome. And, and he's young. He's still, I mean, he's not going to be 25 until I think next month. Uh, and, and so no, it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, let's see what he does. He's got, uh, you know, he's, he's got, what does he have another year on his contract? Right. Uh, and so, yeah, do it one more year. Let's see your contract year. And then we can talk and his money's not going to go down if he has the same year. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I I wouldn't do it just because. I like how how much more is it going to go up? That's like, what I'm saying. It's not yeah, going to go down. Like, like Amon Ross St. Brown has three straight 100 yard see or 100 right. uh, 90 catch seasons. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a first team All Pro. So if Nico Collins even duplicates what he what he does right now, what's how much more are we talking? Like, are we? Is he gonna? Is he gonna get like Tyree Kill money or something like that? Like, I just don't. I don't understand like the hurry, I hope he does the rush <laughs> all that because that'll like, mean that he's a super stud. I feel like there's like a tendency to kind of fall in love. Let, let's, let's see how it looks, you know. And I don't I don't like to play the well. They got a year of tape on him, so let's see yeah. let's see how it looks when I got a year of tape on him. No, no, not that. But but I mean there is kind of something to it because I think there was like there was a stretch where Nico kind of struggled, and I think they were running like man man press against him like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. And then teams just kind of stopped guarding him like that. Like in that Indianapolis game, and in the Cle- like they weren't even doubling him. No. And it's like, what are you scared of John Mechie? Like, why are you not doubling him? And I don't think you can double him when Tank Dell gets back. I I just don't I don't understand the hurry with Nico Collins. And a lot that, of it's Titus Howard is too. Some of those were when Tank wasn't even on the field. Yeah, yeah, he was. You know what I mean? He so wasn't you would the think attention. if they were going to double anyone, it would be Nico Collins. I I. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's like, see there, now you gotta pay me more. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. Earn it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Look, if if we feel like here's my thing. If if we feel like like let's decide let, let's pretend that they decide not to sign Mike Evans or, you know, someone that could potentially be a number one re- receiver. If if there's a situation next year where you feel like Nico Collins is worth more than Amon Ross St. Brown, then that means that you think he's a number one guy. Yeah. So you learn something about him, and you sat back and watched instead of playing like this this game because that was the argument with Titus Howard last year, right? Exactly. Well, it could be more. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would that be right now? How much <laughs> would that cost? And I know the injury is one thing, and good for him for getting his money, but how much would that? How much would that have cost? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't now, and, 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 would have been less. It also speaks to why you don't base a contract like this, whether it's Nico or Titus, on one year. Yeah. 
And you, know, you can't you can't do it. Titus is your example. Yeah. And there and there's a lot of yeah. I mean there's a lot of I, I I think the the justification for giving Nico his extension right now compared to Titus would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Like I can get down with that. And there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about Nico Collins. This is the one year that you saw him with CJ Stroud. He did come up yeah. in big moments. He works his ass off. He's a great He's a great guy in that locker room. Yeah. He's he's awesome. He's easy to root for. I want Nico Collins around here for a long time. But I'm not going to sit there and watch a Mon Ross St. Brown get paid 20, 20, whatever, whatever yeah. he there he's rumored to get paid after three productive years and say, okay, let's give Nico that deal no. because a Mon Ross St. Brown got the deal because of one year. That's one of the reasons I said I actually feel like Tank is closer to becoming a number one wide receiver than and Nico, because he did that his rookie year, still everything coming at him at once. I, you can only imagine what the projection could be if he continues to build on that. Whereas Nico, this is this was year three. Uh, he finally got his quarterback, uh, and that was awesome. But you got to show me another year before I give you any money. I want to go back to one thing you said that I'm still laughing about. I almost forgot about how many people messaged us about, oh, you don't need to get a quarterback now. Yeah, and, and I, you, you don't need to get a quarterback now. How did that work out? Yeah, and I'm I mean I was okay with it. Like I didn't want to draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback, but Yeah. But like the notion that I, I hate that I hate the explanation. Too many needs. You have too many needs, so don't take a quarterback. Okay, so are you guaranteeing me that a quarterback of this quality is going to be there next year? Are you yeah. guaranteeing me I'm drafting in the same spot? Yeah. That's what I don't get. The consequence of drafting a bad quarterback is also there, but I do find that hilarious where it's like you got too many needs. Why would you draft a quarterback? What do you mean? There's <laughs> no real layout. So no, it, man. no. So do you want me to fill the need of the guard instead of the quarterback? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying draft picket or something like that just to draft a quarterback. But it, you're telling me, okay, and and when when you say something like that, you're basically telling me this guy might be good, man. This yeah. quarterback, this guy who plays the most important position in the world, he might be good. Yeah. We got too many names, but not though. Yet. Not yet. Not for this team. That that. I, That's how somebody would have missed out on a CJ Stroud. Yes, I think I blocked that from my memory because I, I, it was a lot. And I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, it's a rookie quarterback, rookie deal gets better. I didn't know he was going to be this much better. Yeah, none of us did. Uh, but uh, but y- y- that's how you become contending. And that's my favorite thing about it. The uh the the weirdness of and we both we we, we make no bones about it. We we were Bryce Young guys. Yeah. We were Bryce Young Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Um but the the notion that like the Texans got lucky and the Texans must have known something about Bryce Young. Let, let let me make this clear, okay? If the Texans had known that CJ Stroud was what he was right now, they would have tackled Levy Smith on the sidelines, and they probably would have played their whole freaking practice squad against the Colts. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have even risked C.J. Stroud potentially not being there if they would have known what C.J. Stroud was going to do this year. Yeah. Furthermore, I think that other everybody would have been trying to lose. Like, if you could get this. Oh, that Colts game would have been fun. <laughs> I lost 65 to zip. Yeah, exactly. Or the teams would just be running back, uh, back of the end zone safety rotation. That's right. Oh, I dropped it again. <laughs> Dang it. Another fumble. <laughs> it does. It does change a lot, though. Like this quarterback. Like I have. I, I haven't even really like looked at these quarterbacks in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like you want them. You want as many to go as possible now, because it's like we don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to take? So you can get somebody else. Oh, JJ McCarthy. Okay, please. Yes. Uh, Bo Nix. Please go. Please go 15. in the first round. JJ McCarthy goes number fifteen. Every like you're rooting. <laughs> you're rooting for these quarterbacks to just get off the board. Yeah. It's fun, man. It's fun times. <laughs> 
Free agency is uh, is close. Uh, again, the wish, T. Higgins to the Tennessee Titans. Pretty please, pretty please, pretty please. Wouldn't mind the Brock Bowers either. J-Lo does not agree on that. Slime off coming up at 120. Uh, Lopez, you're in there just out of principle. What? Who just put out me of in? principle. I, I think uh, a whole entire show <laughs> put you in. Just out of principle, man. It's the principle of the whole thing. I reacted out of principle. Can John Lopez beat Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Is John Lopez a bigger slime ball than Travis Kelsey this week? <laughs> we'll cuss and discuss that. But coming up next, J.J. Watt. He speaks on his hairstyle. And I think he's still kind of ticked off about you it. Think. Plus a random rant from one of the voices uh, are at, directed at one of the voices of the NFL. Internet goes nuts next. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. PED suspension, man. Didn't see this one coming. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance enhancing substance policy per Adam Schefter. So the Raiders... You got a new coach. They're probably looking for a new quarterback. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows if he's even there next year. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo has been popped for the Peds. Doesn't that tell you, though? He's like, always hurt, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just goes to show you. It really doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me in any other way. I think it just kind of tells people, like, the old, the old, Everybody does it. Everybody does it. I don't care. Get healthy. Get on the field. If you're good with the decision, do it. Like how this isn't like some big brawny lineman that just is uh, getting this physical advantage. I've over the years, I've I've completely changed my my stance on this stuff because they're really, by and large, they just want to get on the field. They just want to get on the field. Now, yeah, some might in baseball, especially. I think you know they were gaining a big advantage. Not so much football. I, I doesn't bother me at all. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. All right, so man, the Niners are dumb. I I said this the minute I walked into the studio on Monday, uh, and now you have the Chiefs. You got to listen to this, and then you got to listen to Travis Kelsey literally laughing about it. This was what the Chiefs thought when the Niners decided to take the ball. You win the coin toss. That's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. Yeah, well, Damn I mean, in, in, not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge like when they said we want to receive, and the ref looked at Fred and he said, "Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> you Dude, sure you want to receive?" And he said, "Yeah, I was, yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball." I was, I was texting. Just like, I got. I jumped out of my seat and said, "They're hey, hey, here we go, here we go." Let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like just hold them to three. We're going to go down here and win this thing, baby. Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened because we go over the same situation in playoff football. Dude, they were literally laughing at the Niners' decision. Like, literally laughing at it. Uh, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't get over it if I were the Niners. Uh, and, and actually, this is how it played out on the field. Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? You want to kick that way? 
San Francisco received first and over pattern. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. Dude. <laughs> it was, it was, it's embarrassing. I don't know. And Shanahan's explanation, we talked about it a little bit this week as well. Um, that That's, I mean, it's fair. It's fine. All that. But it's just not understandable. Uh, like, like Europe, you know, we always say, when the opponents are glad you do something, that's not a good sign. Whether it's a trade or whatever, they were glad the Niners took the ball. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. J.J. Watt's hair. Yep. I want you to hear this. This was his uh, back and uh, his his response to Pat McAfee bringing up the hair. I think this really did bother JJ. Oh, for sure. I think it really did bother JJ. Uh, this was JJ Watt talking about his hair uh, and how it was getting basically roasted uh, during the Super Bowl broadcast. Here's JJ Watt, Texans goat, uh, and now CBS analyst. Um, I mean, I, I partially expected. I mean, when you anytime you switch it up, especially when there's 125. 200 million people watching you know um there's a chance for a reaction but um i definitely didn't know it was going to be like that that's for sure um i mean it was it was fascinating to watch it was fun it was it was great i mean uh yeah it was i, I don't know what to say really was it fun and great he said it was definitely fun it was great eh. i mean he tweeted about it immediately i love the tweet uh, why did he break it out at the super bowl too Maybe you kind of do a soft opening, you know, like earlier in the season, <laughs> like 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 a restaurant does. Just a little soft opening with the hair. I had to double check this to make sure it's real. There is an actual discussion out there. Now, I don't know. Some teams are different. If you win a Super Bowl, sometimes they give uh, spouses. A yeah. Super Bowl ring or a Super Bowl necklace. What? No, some teams do. This happen? No, I, I don't know. Well, the Astros probably Astros probably gave third cousins. <laughs> That's my cousin. <laughs> That's my cousin. You uh, remember how pissed Ted Johnson was? They were just giving out rings. Yeah, I got mad with all the replica days. They had like fifteen of them. You're not exaggerating. <laughs> I know they like literally this, had like fact. fifteen of them. Right. So some teams, if you want to do this, cool. I'm not passing judgment on this sentiment. You give the spouses like a Super Bowl ring or a Super Bowl pendant of some sort there is a real legitimate discussion about giving taylor swift a super bowl ring come on i agree come on did you hear her and travis kelsey on the field by the way i don't think so it's a fake relationship homes really oh god what was they saying man it's like it's it's awkward you start giving girlfriends i mean that's what she is she's taylor swift she said you're so magical oh god and he goes how are you not jet lagged and she goes Jet lag's a choice. Oh, God. She did not. Yes, she did. Oh, man. <laughs> the hell she didn't. Jet lag's a choice? Yeah, and that was the first thing he said to her. How are you not jet lagged? Bro, <laughs> this is the fakest relationship in the world. Like it, 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 They played it on TMZ. I couldn't find it. But TMZ had like the audio, and they were like reacting to it. And like... Dude, I, for some reason, like, T, do you ever watch TMZ? You know? I do. I watch the clips. Their conversations are like so, like it's so laid out, and all angles are played, and it's mm-hmm. a bunch of people. It's just funny. It's lighthearted. Like I just, I've got to where I watch TMZ every every night now. Like before yeah. bed, they were uh, the the Swifties. They got a couple of Swifty camera girls who are like, 
oh my god that's so nice and then the other people are like they're clearly not sleeping together that's not you don't say you're magical i'm <laughs> proud have you of ever, you when have you ever told your wife she you're said, magical she said you're magical i'm proud of you and then he just awkwardly goes are you jet lagged i'm surprised you're not jet lagged and she goes jet lag's a choice <laughs> I actually got this story uh, from TMZ. I, I don't watch TMZ, but I have it bookmarked on my laptop at home just to kind of see what's happening. And and I was like, this isn't real, is it? Are they really? And then they, they interviewed some dude, some former player, I forget who, about it. And then I looked it up. Like, she's, she's his girlfriend. She's his girlfriend. Like, if you want to give wives, all the wives, that's cool. But she is kind of one of the faces, though, right? I know. So there's the there's the there's the argument right there. But give Taylor Swift a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't need. Okay, that. to be fair, I would like for PR. I would. But how long? But what if they're not? What if they're not together? Exactly. Forever? It's then a then girlfriend. It's weird. Yeah. It's not a wife, dude. What if she got a Super Bowl ring and then they broke up and she like sold it for auction? No, she would write a song about it. I got my Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Here, listen. This this is them on the field. We've dug it up. How did you do that? How do you know I have jet lag? Jet lag's a choice. I get jet lag's a choice. How did you do that? How do you know I have jet lag? Jet lag's a choice. I get jet lag's a choice. Jet lag's a choice. You're magical. God. You're magical. My gosh. You ever told your girl she's magical? No. I got the internet going nuts. So, Tony Romo's been catching a lot of criticism. I I did not envision that Charlie Weiss would be on Sirius Radio. The former Notre Dame, former New England Patriot, Kansas City uh, coach, University of Kansas coach. I didn't even know that he was still around. Um, But Charlie Weiss, man, I think he doesn't like Tony Romo calling games. Yeah, I wasn't listening to those guys because they 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 really turned me off. I have to tell you, I'd rather they do. They turn me off. I listened at the end of the game and I listened to Tony Romo ruin the moment. Just shut up and let us savor the moment. Just be quiet. I don't need to hear your analysis of what just happened. I just watched it. I want to watch the moment. I want to enjoy the moment as a sports fan. Okay, we please please. Just let us enjoy the moment. It's different than Mitch Holt, you know, Mitch on radio having to describe the moment because you're not seeing it. We're watching it. Let us watch it. I, I try to watch the game and not let the announcers ruin the game for me. There are announcers that I really enjoy listening to, but then there's announcers where if I have to listen to them, I'd rather go to the bathroom and throw up. Just shut up. <laughs> That's wow. actually pretty good stuff. Wow, Charlie. That's very good, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Goodness gracious. Very good. I, 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 I got the internet going. So this was like a Jalen Green thing online. Uh, Roosh uh, put this out there. Uh, Roosh Williams. He, he covers the Rockets, but he's not really – I, I don't want to say like a lot of people who do are jock sniffers, but he's not. Like he's just kind of covers the Rockets. And he put this out yesterday. I guess it has Rockets Twitter going nuts. Um He said this, quote, after the Sixers blew the Rockets out last month, Jalen Green very angrily told me, quote, I'm not being used properly and I'm no sixth man. This was in response to me saying that Cam Whitmore should start at shooting guard. Uh, He then followed up. So it'll be very interesting to see how he responds to possibly losing his spot in the starting lineup, whether or not he's mature enough to accept and grow from it remains to be seen. This interaction also made me sincerely question how he'll approach extension talks. Close quote. You have any problem with uh, sharing a direct message 
publicly? Uh, yeah, I do. Unless you, you know, you get permission. Uh, but it's out there now. Uh, but what if there's like a lot more to the direct message, and it's not like just a uh, civil talk, and it, it's it's a little bit. Not, like I don't intense. think you should. I really don't think you should uh, share direct messages. I, I would have said maybe, now. Maybe he did right. Maybe he said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this." And Green said, "Cool." Uh, uh, he definitely probably didn't say cool. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. That's one on one stuff. Um, but now, now, now that it's out there, yeah, it does. I think it says a lot about. I don't mind it. pulling back the curtain on it. Uh, I mean, I'm entertained yeah. by it. No, it's very entertaining. I mean, I think the way they, I, I, I do, I, I sense that Jalen's kind of talked, kind of crazy to some, uh, some people who covered the team a little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and allegedly, and I, I, I do believe it. Uh, yeah. And I also think it's kind of shedding a little more light on Jalen Green. Is he ever going to change his stripes, you know, in terms of what he thinks he is versus what he is? I think he could be a really good, like, scoring six man. I, 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 that's People laugh at that. Look, dude, I think he's talented enough to where someone might give him near max money, sure. But I think, like, in a perfect situation, Jalen Green's perfect role is a six man who plays 35 whatever minutes a game and mm-hmm. comes off the bench. And all his focus is, his focus is not to play winning basketball. Get your ass out there and score. Yeah. Give us that energy. Give us and, that juice. And by the way, is that is that insulting? No, there's been some great six men. There's Hall of Fame six men. That's exactly what I was going to say. Lou Williams. It, it, it's uh, Jamal Crawford. James Harden. Jason Terry. <laughs> James Harden was a six James man. Harden early on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jason yeah. Terry. Um, Manu came off the bench. He, he's talking about sixth man like it's a bad thing. Yeah, it was going to be my point. It's not a bad thing. It, it, in fact, a lot of times the sixth man ends the game. Jamal Crawford was a baller, man. Yeah. Manu, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Joe Dumars was Manu's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, (laughs) I know. We'll see what happens. I thought it was interesting. I I I do understand the fine line. I also do uh, the reason that I think I like it as much with Roosh is I think there's a lot of jock sniffing that goes on with the Rockets that's out of control. Yeah, Yeah. like I mean the the same people and and this is the same people. This is not an imaginary same people. Same people who were jock sniffing Kevin Porter Jr. saying that he was getting unfair criticism are now all of a sudden yeah. you know doing the same thing and he's just kind of like I'm kind of kind of fed up with this. Yeah, these kids are just sitting here making fools of themselves. It's getting because <laughs> because the the thing about it like and I, I think this is important like even when you're on Twitter is. There's a lot of people who just want to protect every player and this player and I'm going to attack the media and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. A lot of these media types, a lot of these fans, they're going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. You know, these players are just going to come and go. Mm -hmm. So, so choose your jock sniffing wisely. Like if you want to go to bat for CJ Stroud or something like that, that's fine. You don't need, you don't need to be cutting for Titus Howard or anything like that. Let's, let's, let's see a little bit more there. No, that'd be my thing. It's like like they're going to lose their fandom if they don't just completely, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't let a retweet uh, take away from, uh, right. The beauty and the the continuity of fanhood. Coming up, Ryan Presley, man, he had an awkward, awkward meeting. He was basically told, you're being demoted. Mm-hmm. How did he react to it? We'll hear from him next. Also, the current theme of the NFL offseason is see you next Tuesday. Next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Awkward meetings, the end. Of a polarizing era, and see you next Tuesday. The hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, so see you next Tuesday. Start of the franchise tag period. Next Tuesday, uh, teams will have... See you uh, next Tuesday. From next Tuesday till two weeks down the line to decide whether or not they want to franchise tag certain players. Now, that could impact the Texans 
in a number of ways. Uh, do we see running backs such as Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs? Do we see them franchise tagged? Are they not? Is there not even a chance for the Texans to uh, get these guys on the market? Uh, that's that's one side. Do the Bengals franchise tag T. Higgins? Uh, the franchise tag. Texans not really going to franchise tag anyone, uh, but maybe I don't think. Yeah, would they franchise? No, they're, they, not, gonna, they're not franchise they, tag. They, like maybe Cam Johnson. I don't know. No. Um, I don't think they're going to be in that mix. But I will be watching next Tuesday uh, in the two weeks after that to see how the Saquon Barkley thing goes, how Josh Jacobs is handled, mm-hmm. uh, and if those guys are going to hit the market. And oh, by the way, I hope T. Higgins hits the market. If you're just tuning in. And I hope he signs with the Titans. Um, I'm with you um, 100%. You laid it out great earlier, what T. Higgins is and what T. Higgins uh, can do for the what, What's he really going to do for the Titans? Like what? Is he going to make them a contender? Or is he just going to be cashing a check? going to be cashing a check. Uh, those days are over here, and I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really glad that those days are over here. No, no fear there. Ryan Presley, man. What do you think it was like for Ryan Presley when he heard that Josh Hader was getting signed? What do you think it was like for him? What do you think his reaction sucked. was? It absolutely sucked. He got paid. But, I mean, these guys, I mean, he's made a career. And he's made a lot of extra money, too, by being a closer. A lot of fans, a lot of people, you know, following him, uh, et cetera. And that's why, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, uh, even though he had already been told and the Astros were told, Astros said that they, you know, they kept him informed and all that stuff. You still got to sit down with him if you're the manager and say, "All right, here's here's what's going on," and that's why he had that discussion, you know, at, at spring training. Here was Ryan Presley talking about how he feels about the demotion. I think this is going to be the great Jason Bristol uh, going back and forth with him uh, as pitchers and catchers have reported. I think we got a great bullpen, probably one of the best bullpens in the league. I get paid to go get three outs. It don't matter if it's in the fourth <laughs> inning or the ninth inning. So. Um, whenever the phone rings and, and they tell me to get in there, uh, I'll get in there. I imagine you were surprised by this. I mean, this has been your role, and I mean, I imagine a closer cherishes it. So, I mean, how how did you deal, I guess, with the, the addition, and was it a surprise to you? Yeah, it was a surprise, but, I mean, if it, I mean, he makes our team better. He's hands down one of the best relievers in the game. You know, when you add him to our bullpen, we're just that much better now. Um, again, you know, I'm happy he's here. I'm, I'm happy that I get to share a bullpen with him. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. And, you know, he's, he seems like a great teammate. All right. Good to the good luck, Presley. I, I think there's going to be a Presley fall off this year. I, I think Presley's going to be he's 35. I think he'll be good. I, I just don't think he's going to be. I, I still think you have an elite seven, eight, nine setup. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be not as good as he's been. His in recent ERA years. was higher than it had been, in, I believe, in the two, previous two years. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but remembering, I think it was like three, four something. Um, he's 35 years old, and I think the biggest indication of of uh, why Presley could well fall off this year is they even made this move. Like, the fact, I know you, you get a chance to sign Hader, you sign him, but if Presley was the same old Presley, you think, you're thinking twice about that because you have a closer that can shut him down. I think the Astros themselves, with their advanced analytics and everything else, they probably can feel it coming as well. They can what? Feel it what? His decline coming as well. They can they can they can feel it coming as well. Okay. I was just making sure that I heard you right. All right. They can. Okay. Yeah. 
You heard it here from Lopez. Can you? The Astros can feel it coming. Can yeah. you? Yeah, I can feel it coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, end of an era in baseball. Rob Manfred, uh, he announced that he will step down as commissioner in January of 2029. So we have about five years uh, more to enjoy the work of Rob Manfred. How will you remember Rob Manfred? He's a polarizing guy around here. Uh, some Astros fans probably don't look at him favorably. I- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think. I think he's done an excellent job. I think when you look at the changes that have happened to the game, the expansion of the playoffs, the speeding up of the entire games, how much quicker it's gotten. I think as far as like the game being in better shape uh, than when you came in, what is it? You want to you want to leave it in better shape than it was when you came in when you leave yes, or whatever. Yes, all that yes. crap. Rob Manfred's done an all right job. Uh, I think the you know th- th- there have certainly been some hiccups. Uh, there's been some controversy. Uh, there's been some anger, uh, especially from Astros fans. But you know what? What he did to baseball in terms of pace of play, etc. Great commissioner. Great change the game. Baseball has passed the NBA and left the NBA standing still. You know we you often talk about it's a localized sport. That's not altogether true once you get into the late season and the All-Star game and all that stuff. Um, it is by and large, but because of Rob Manfred and what he's done, it's more appealing. It's a more appealing game. You can't say that's a bad thing. Yeah, like as far as the Astros, like the handling of the cheating scandal, because I said this yesterday, there, there's a couple of Astros fans who said, well, you know, it's kind of, yeah, he did some good stuff, but he also, what what should he have done differently with like the Astros cheating scandal? Like, you can argue they got off light. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. it, it, there were other teams doing it, but not not to the degree that they were doing it. Mm-hmm. He didn't take away your World Series. He took. I mean, you ended up having to fire your manager uh, in GM. Red Sox had to do that too. They they got rid of yeah. Alex Cora. They decided to bring him back. AJ Hinch is back in baseball. We don't know what's going to happen with Jeff Luno. I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem with with Rob Manfred and and the way that it sucks. But I mean, the Astros did what they did. Uh, yes, they did, and I, th- I think you could argue that they got off light, but uh, what, what he's done for pitch clock and pace of play and, and appeal of the game, uh, you got to love it. I only have one problem with Rob Manfred right now. What's that? I don't need to know you're retiring in five years. <laughs> what, why, why are you so, like, why, why? <laughs> I'm retiring in 2029. Oh, cool. I'll put it on my calendar. Uh, <laughs> some people, some people want, some people handle retirement different ways, bro. Five years? Some people handle retirement different ways. He's doing the Elton, Elton John tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to be on tour like the Eagles in 2037. I mean, you know, Elton John. Twenty. I'm retiring in five years. Hell, I'll probably retire before 2029. The, uh, the George Strait He's George final Strait. concert. Yeah, one last ride or whatever the hell he calls that. A cowboy There's, rides again. How many, how is that what it last, is? How many George Strait last rides have there been? There's been 17. <laughs> 17 last rides. Someone says uh, John Phillips asks on YouTube. I think this is fair. I knew this was coming. Um, is he going to retire like McLean? Like, is he, Rob, he's doing it right now. Like, is Rob Manfred, <laughs> is, is Manfred going to retire and say, oh, I just said I was retiring from baseball. He's going to run like uh, yeah. NCAA women's softball. <laughs> I'm going to retire in five years. I, w- I want to ask you a question, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to like. I don't want to go like too meathead here, and I don't want to. 
I don't want to put you in position to where you sound like a chauvinistic pig or anything like that. Yeah, you that. never would do that. But I'm gonna nah, I mean you do it yourself. <laughs> you do it yourself. You, you got that unlocked. But I just wanna I just wanna ask you this. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's unavoidable if you watch Sports Center and if you look at ESPN. Right. I'll just figure this too. Is this Caitlin Clark doing anything for you? <sighs> uh like for me personally, that was a hell of a breath, no, 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 no. Let me let, let me explain it because there's a yes and no here, and I don't mean to be wishy washy. I think it's it, it doesn't do anything to answer your question. It doesn't do a whole lot for me personally, but when I see it crossing my timeline, I'm a little bit agitated by people who think it's nothing because it is something. It's just it's not my my cup of tea, uh, and I think what what she's doing right now. Broke the scoring record with a man. It was a logo three, man. She was way out there. Uh, so I saw the highlights. I'm, I, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm, I'm like good for her. But it's not like I'm celebrating, you know, or posting all these uh, tributes to her. I, I can't get down with it. It just doesn't do a lot for me. But it doesn't mean necessarily it's all right. But it's, yeah, it's not. Cool. But, but it's like it doesn't. I, I don't feel like it's moving the needle as much as they're trying to make it move. It's not like they're going to be. Do you feel like it's must watch TV? No. No, I've never watched her play. I, I I'll watch like five minutes. The you'll you'll hear like, well, the the ratings were were higher than they've ever been. Well, no crap, man. You put it right up there with the Super Bowl. Like it was it was a notch below with the attention they're getting. I mm-hmm. hope it is. I do think the one thing that she does benefit from, and I think this is where it's likable, is how ass the NBA is right now. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the way in which the NBA is, whatever their problem is, um, I I think that. She benefits from that because it's like a different form of more pure basketball. Yeah. But I, I did hate last year when they tried to make her into like some sort of hypocrite because Angel Reese was basically in her face doing what she did towards her bench. Like that was like when everyone latched onto that, the Clay Travises and the Jamel Hills and all that. Yeah. That got kind of exhausting for me. No, it did. I'm glad they've gotten past that. God. Yeah. It, it's Clay not- Travis and Jamel Hill arguing about women's basketball. That's a dream. Yeah, I think it's. I think part of the reason that it just doesn't f- do it for me because I appreciate it. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. I was clicking on those links and I was like, I just talked about her shot. I was pretty awesome. I, I recognize the ratings. There is a, an element of it being forced down people's throats, uh, and the reason for that is WNBA. I don't know how it's still a thing. It, it, yeah, it's it's in the contract. I'm trying to be a jerk. It's in Man. ESPN's contract. They have to have. What do you call it? An add-on? Uh, it's an add-on. <laughs> it's an add-on. Uh, it's in the contract that you have to have this many games, this much time, whatever, uh, dedicated. I to do it. feel like there were some requirements. Uh, what was the last big women's game that was getting a lot? Like it was LSU, South Carolina. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly think there was a there was an email sent out to ESPN employees and NBA players that you have to tweet about this game at least once. Yeah. Or you don't get paid. Yeah. And and and, and, and it's or you don't get paid. People already think that's happening anyway. <laughs> yeah. Guys are paid to talk about that. You're making it worse. But because and it's not like chauvinistic because No, I think I, she, it's I, cool. like hockey, the NHL doesn't do anything for me. And now they're having yeah. like Steph Curry shoot against uh, a woman. Uh Yanoscu. What is that? I think that's cool. To be honest. Oh, okay. NBA All Star Weekend, man. Yeah, that's what it's about. Okay. It's 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 celebrity games. It's stuff like no, that. No, it's not. The celebrity games the day before. Then you have the but it's three point. Weekend, you have the skills and you have the dunk contest. No, no, no. I, I actually I'm actually very interested in that. Oh well. Yeah. 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 Wait, what what are you cooking up for it? Uh, some wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> Coming up, 
Weird wishes and new mindsets for the Houston Texans as free agency approaches next. All right, so I'm worried about C.J. Stroud today. I don't like that he's playing pickup basketball with Micah Parsons. I think playing pickup basketball with guys who don't know how to hoop is dangerous. I think it's one of the most underrated, dangerous things that you can do. I also think Mike Micah Parsons has kind of a toolish factor that I don't think he's going to just sit there and giggle if C.J. Stroud gets the best of him. I think C.J. Stroud's a better basketball player, so he will get the best of him. It, it just takes one foul to end up, I don't want to say it, but injured, man. Yeah. I, I'm very concerned, and, I, and this is not a joke. I am going to legit watch this game almost as if, like, honestly – with what C.J. Stroud means to this organization, with what he means to the hope of this organization, I'm base. I'm I'm gonna feel like I'm sitting in the driver's seat watching my uh, watching my kid get on the freeway for the first time. I'm, there, I'm concerned. There are times when you kind of are like, all right, come on, it's not gonna be that bad. They're gonna take care care of each other. They're not gonna go nuts. But then you know when you when you put these two players together who were talking about it, you know, pretty directly uh, on Parsons' podcast. Uh, and, and then you put the fact that Micah's a little bit unhinged. Uh, C.J. Stroud fancies himself as quite the hooper. And C.J. Stroud goes so hard and is so competitive with everything. It's not a stretch. Just be careful. I had to look it he up. Said yesterday, Micah's going to kill him. Yeah, that's what he said. I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the guy's name. Remember Robert Edwards? Oh, on the uh, Sam Volleyball? It was flag football. Oh, we're bringing up Robert Edwards. You're just taking this to a new level, huh? No, but I'm saying, it. you know, it, it's not like like these things don't happen, you know? Uh, I think Miles Garrett did something, too. He, like, dislocated his toe in the Pro Bowl, one of those Pro Bowl games or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, it's a dangerous sport, man. I, I don't think, don't know I, don't, how to play. I, I don't think you're unreasonable here no. to be a little worried. No. Yeah. And, and I want to, uh, I want to just play a little bit of CJ Stroud and Micah Parsons going back and forth mm-hmm. talking about the basketball. I think CJ Stroud can chill. I think Micah Parsons is a D bag. I think CJ Stroud is going to go harder than you think. Yeah. But, I, yeah. but, I, but I think he can go harder without being playing yes. dangerously okay, and recklessly. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think he has enough basketball savvy to go hard without being dangerous and reckless. Mm-hmm. I don't think Micah Parsons has that in him. Here's a little bit of their interaction on Micah Parsons' uh, podcast on Bleacher Report. CJ's a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We coming for CJ. If he fouls me hard, I'm going to call the police. He will be arrested on spot. And mind you, I have Metal World Peace, so you better calm that, that noise down. And let me get that screen, big dog. I'm glad you're openly saying that. Because I'm going to put the team on my back. If you lose with a bigger team, what does that make you? A bum? <laughs> wow, I'm a bum now. All right. So so they're, they're going back. I just don't I don't know about this Michael Parsons fellow, man. He's crazy. I don't know about this guy. He's I mean, a crazy he man. He kicked out of his high school. Uh, apparently, he said that they were targeting him because he's a famous football player. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. That's how it works in high school. Uh, there's the stuff that maybe did or didn't happen at Penn State. That, that I, mean, I guess it didn't. Um He's just kind of all over the place. Took a picture of like three Poindexes following him around with uh, his jersey. And some lady had a helmet that she wanted to sign at the airport. Took a picture and said, these people just followed me. You don't know what athletes go through. Brother, sign the stuff. Just, just move on. Like, give me a break. Yeah, You're, just, you're just on Bleacher on. Report. You're saying sell. Like, you, you want to be a star. Like, 
the the hey rookie thing is just all over the place. Like he's a freakish athlete. I I'm I just want to get through tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to get through I, tonight. I, I, I don't think it's unreasonable. I'm looking at the rosters too. Yeah, let's look at the rosters. I, I got the rosters here. He's has Ron Artest now. CJ does have Ron Artest to protect him. Yeah, but I it's not a strong roster. He's gonna. The reason I was looking at it, he's gonna get a lot of minutes, especially down in crunch time if it gets close. So team Stephen A. And by the way, Stephen A. said that. Uh, uh, Michael Parsons nearly broke his ankles when he was playing basketball against him. Stephen A. has Lil Wayne as a coach too, by the way. Yeah, he's going against uh, Shannon Sharp and Fifty Cent. So that's a good one. McCall Hardman. All right, let's let's. Uh, this is Team Stephen A. All right, let's let's go through these rosters. So right I'll here. say the first name that we're so most... is, is CJ on Stephen A.'s team. CJ Stroud is on Team Stephen A. Okay, as are uh, Natasha Cloud from the Phoenix Mercury. No idea who she is. McCall Hardman. He just. That catch got him in this. Got huh? him in this. Good for him. Jennifer Hudson. Does singer. She a singer. Yeah. She was on American, American Idol. Idol. She oh, got yeah. a talk she show. She used to be married to a wrestler. By the way, you want me to tell you an interesting fact that's going to blow your mind? Yeah, I love those. Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, she gets a 10-cent check. This is from my TMZ stuff. She gets a 10-cent check in residuals. For what? Biggie, you're about to have your mind blown. Home Alone 2. Cause she was was she one of the she was in the choir, man. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. She was in the choir. She gets a ten cent check for that. Yeah, I mean it's I mean there was like a lot of choir people. Those are cool. Yeah, I would frame it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's she cool. Was in, she was in the choir in Home Alone too. You're gonna have to help me with some of these people because I frankly don't know who. Was they she are. laughing at uh, Macaulay Culkin? Uh, I don't was know. She the ones <laughs> laughing at them in the choir. I don't know. Man, Buzz you know, put the little ears around. Them. He knows his Home Alone too. <laughs> he does know he? his Home Alone too. Tristan Jass, a content creator. Never heard of Figgy, him. Figgy, you ever heard of him? Never heard of him. Uh, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Yes, I know AJ. Yeah. Uh, Kwame Onwachi, award-winning chef. Yes, I do know him. I don't know him. I know him. And I'm a big fan, but I, I know don't know him. him. Uh, Jack Ryan, basketball entertainer, it says. Never heard of him. Nah. Meta World Peace. Yep. And John Marco Tamberi, an Olympic high jump champion. Never heard of him. So CJ Stroud. He can dunk like a mofo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up. You want me to do it with my feet? CJ <laughs> squat. I thought he had met, so he has meta though. The right? best players are McCole Hardman. Natasha. But he's got meta world peace. Yeah, but still That's all you need. What I'm saying is he's gonna get a lot of minutes. He's gonna be on the floor a lot. Especially in crunch time. Because the only real players here that I can tell, unless somebody comes out of nowhere, are Natasha Cloud from the Phoenix Mercury, McCole Hardman, Meta World Peace, and CJ Stroud. And maybe that John Marco Tamberi guy. Now, you said Quincy Isaiah. Uh, I think he's on the other team. No, he's on. C- he's no, on- he's on Team Shannon. I got, oh, okay, I, I got Team Shannon right okay. here. I'm gonna mispronounce this, and I'm gonna be embarrassed. But I don't know who this is. Annual AA. I guess he's a Puerto Rican rapper. Never heard of Did, him. Have you heard of him? Figure? No. Never heard of him. Okay, uh-uh. well then I don't feel so bad. Kay Shanae is an online streamer. Kai Sinet, yeah. He's a big time. That's the guy that uh, announced he was giving away free PS5s in the middle of Times Square. Oh, wow. Kai Ended up getting arrested for it. Okay. Connor Daly, I know him. He's an indie driver. The NBA needs influencers. Like, dude, they have focus, to. Focus on putting they together a better to. TV they, product. No, they, that's how they're trying to get the young crowd. Dude, yeah, they've already exactly. done, they already go by they already go by impressions and stuff. 
But that's exactly. Why you're so you're yeah, making a point. And the league sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so so start focusing on the actual product in the league. They're trying stupid. to get the, yeah. the these are the idiots. These are idiots. <laughs> like they are the idiots that ruin every corporation. We're trying to get the young crowd. Let's focus on Twitch and bring but in this influencers. Is what they've, they've committed to stupid. it. Stupid. Yeah, they've committed to it. God, this is disgusting. This one is interesting to Sickos, me. Sickos, man. This one is interesting to me. Influencers. Quincy Isaiah. Now, you may not recognize that name, but that's the dude that played Magic in the... Uh, winning time. Winning time. Yeah. So he might be able to hoop a little bit. Yeah, but it's going to be weird seeing how tall he actually is. Yeah, he's like 5'8". Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good series, though. Yeah. I'm Walker. mad they canceled that series. <laughs> Walker Hayes is a musician. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's that he sings that like we're fancy like Applebee's. Oh, I know night. that song. Yeah, I've heard it. Song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jewel Lloyd, uh, uh, Seattle Storm, WNBA. Never heard of her. She'll be good. Uh, Puka, she knows Sue Bird. Uh, Puka Nakua. Uh, oh, so CJ's going against Puka. Yep. Oh wow. Micah Parsons. Okay. I don't know this person either. I probably should. Lily Singh. Lily what? S I N G H. Lily Singh. Figgy, you know her? What does she do? Nah. She's an entertainer, it says. Sir, S I capital R. That's a singer. That's a R&B singer. singer. Yeah. R&B. And Dylan Wang. Dylan Wang. I'm not f- familiar. I don't know him. Hey, Wang. What movie? No idea. Come on. Never heard of it. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah. Hey, Wang. All right, so. Yeah. Oh, Dylan Wang is uh, is a singer from uh, from China, 25 years old, and, and an influencer. So there you go. Uh, there you go. So, influencer is so running run the world, man. That's who CJ is going to be running up and down with today. Yeah, Dylan Wang. With Micah Parsons trying to yeah. trying to foul the crap out of him. Yeah. Although I, I kind of feel like just based on those situations i feel like puka should guard cj and micah should have to guard our test you would think but that's not going to happen you know micah's going to be on on cj can run our test chill yeah why is he even playing the dude played in the nba <laughs> i know he's older but how <laughs> does he find his way on this uh i don't know that's what i'm saying why like, can he... they not counter him with an nba player they don't have an nba player they they don't that's that's kind of what i'm saying here like uh is he a ringer I bet you Puka Nakua can hoop. I just can't believe they're getting these like social media influencers. Yeah. I bet you Puka can flat out God. ball. Instagram models. I, you, I, you wonder why your league sucks. <laughs> I kind of ain't gonna watch your game, bro. I kind of don't want to see this. Put some uh, clips up. This uh, Quincy Isaiah guy, because I bet you he's like five eight, five nine. The Magic winning time. <laughs> Have you ever had like an athlete or a uh, like celebrity where you see them in person and you're like, man, this person is so much smaller than I thought they would be. Um, oh, this person is like way bigger than I thought they would be. Or they look nothing like I thought they would. Charlie Sheen. Would you think he was huge? No, but I thought he was bigger than he was. You just want to mention Charlie Sheen. All I said was Let Charlie go, Sheen. Go ahead. Tell me. No, all I tell said me was about Charlie Frank Sheen. Burkowski. All I said was tell Charlie me about, Sheen. Tell me about the Spurs days. You, what did I say? No, tell me about <laughs> it, dude. What did I say? No, tell me about Charlie Sheen. I said Charlie Sheen. No, give me the Charlie Sheen story. Schwarzenegger is, is big. How big? He's not much taller than me, but dude, that dude was- Stallone's small. He was at Stallone's small. I've never met him. He's little. Uh, but I was Short. like, all right. All right, now I see. Stephen what, A is taller than I thought. Stephen A could back in the day. I don't know about now. He could he could play some hoops. Oh, he could. Yeah, he could. Yeah, that whole controversy about it, he never got <laughs> in a game. That might be true. 
But I've seen him play multiple. I played against him. Uh, he's good. I thought uh, he couldn't play. Man, you're exposing his book now. What do you mean? I thought he got like a metal screw in his in his knee. No, and he I'm talking about from, from back in the day. I, I played against him. Yeah, he said, yeah. but but he said in uh, mm-hmm. he said in college he got a metal screw in his no, he, his knee. No, no he could play. Oh, no, he, so you saw him hoop? No, he could play. Oh, I wow. played against him. Hashtag Team Whitlock for Lopez. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Doesn't mean you can't play at hashtag, all. Hashtag Team Whitlock here. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't Lopez. play at all. You can, it means you can't play in the college level. Um. Like a lot of these wrestlers are a lot smaller than you think. Like Rock's not huge. He's jacked. Uh, yeah. He's jacked. But like they, they exaggerate their heights by like four inches. Yeah, I've never met him either. It's like the the Steve Nash's of the world that looks small is six three. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's like real small, but you see oh, dude, that goes six three. Or yeah. even like Steph Curry. Yeah, six three. Oh, he's huge. Six three. <laughs> like, 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 People he, think Steph Curry like five nine. No, he's a big dude. Nah, he's tall. And even though Lanky. he's thin, he, he's he's like put together so yeah. well. Charles Barkley's know? short as hell. Now him, I've been. I've yeah, been he's next short to. as hell, man. He about what six four? He's six six, but it's <laughs> generous. Yeah, it's a little generous. Dude, I've stood next to him a bunch of times. He played yeah, tall. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Dang. Yeah. You he, know who I thought was gonna be bigger? This is way back machine. Uh, first time I saw him in person while he was a player. Uh, Earl Campbell. It's just his legs. He's short, dude. He's like 5'11". Yeah, he's short. But his legs were just like monsters. Uh, yeah. You would have thought Earl Campbell was just a, like a giant, a literal giant. It's oh, funny. Pe- figure. People yeah. always think Landry is short for some reason. When they see Landry in person, they're like, oh, you taller than I thought. Yeah. Try to pull up to me at a remote. <laughs> and then you stand up. Oh, hey. <laughs> You do a great job. Oh, hey. <laughs> Listen all the time. Landry's a tall fella. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I didn't think you were this big. <laughs> yeah, sir. <I'm, laughs> I don't want no problems, sir. Don't don't beat me up, man. How's the weather down there? <laughs> <laughs> put an address on it. <laughs> the kids still tell kids to put an address on it. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with that. Am I put an Addy on it. <laughs> oh, that's Tyler. Uh at him right now he's sluggish he's intense no he's, he's intense. intense he's working is he yeah he's working looks like he's falling asleep well maybe he both was tweeting at 4 a.m maybe both things are happening here i'm worried about him yeah well biggie does he look like is he look okay over the shoulder he look focus focus or falling asleep <laughs> from right here he look focus okay oh Stephen a just confirmed that he did suffer an injury during the celebrity all-star game practice but he said uh Stephen A. suffered an injury? Yeah. Uh, but he said that uh, uh, Micah did not cross him over and cause the injury. I bet he did. Oh, okay. So Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons he said he, he crossed him over and hurt him. Okay. And Stephen A. confirms that he got hurt, but it wasn't a Dallas Cowboy could, like, could ever cross so me So I'm concerned about CJ because Micah, I think, is going to play too hard. If I were a Cowboys fan, I would be concerned about Micah Parsons because I think he's going to play too hard, too. Both. Like, yeah. and, and I, I don't think Micah Parsons is going to have any control on offense either, like where he's going to be intense cuts, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You imagine that? I'm, I'm, scared, I'm scared for both of them, honestly. No, no. Because the, the league is better when Micah Parsons and C.J. Stroud are, well, sure. are playing. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I would feel much better if Micah Parsons weren't in this game. 100%. I'd take, take a step further. I would take, I would take Laramie Tunsil or anyone. I'd take our test. 
Yes, I would take our test because he knows how to play ball and he knows how to lay up and and and, and just you know have fun. And he's at that age where he's not going to try to be a hero because he's already got 17 years in the NBA. Someone's asking for the height of the hosts. I'm six one and a half. You're six. I say you're six six. You say you're six five. A six five and a half, six six, something like that. Figgy, five three. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Muggsy? Yeah. Um, I say six two. Just never cut. heard that one before. I, I say six two because it sounds better. Yeah. But I'm really six one. Nah, that's not good. Sean <laughs> uh, and Seth. Uh, Sean's. If I had to guess, I've never asked him. Sean is probably five. Well, five five. Five six. I was gonna say five nine. Okay. Seth is six four. Yes, that's huge. Six five. He's just, a, he's massive, just a, he's, a massive human. He's just being. A, a hair under you. <laughs> he's right? a massive. Yeah, he, but he is a ma- he is a he is a massive wide human being. Ron is. I'm guessing five nine. I was gonna say five ten. Five nine. He five, ain't ten. that tall. You don't think he's that tall? I don't think so. Uh, Clint. That's probably six, six two. Six one. Six two. Clint and I are about yeah, the same six, height. Six one. Six two. Clint and I are about the same height. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then T Mill is uh five three. No, I'm just kidding. How <laughs> tall is T Mill? He's probably about five ten also. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Coming up, lunchtime confessions. John Lopez has some allegations, and I got a confession about these allegations next. Watch this. The C.J. Stroud controversy from about a year ago uh, could impact the way that things are done in the offseason moving forward. We'll give you the latest on that coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. But for now, it is Lunchtime Confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during Lunchtime Confessions. It is time to confess. I feel like most of my coworkers, I feel like most of my coworkers are lying. Most of your coworkers are lying. Okay. I think the only one who's telling the truth is bending it, but he legitimately feels that way, and that's Clint Sterner. Okay. I think, let's go down the list. Sean, Seth, Ben, you are telling the truth. Figgy is telling the truth. Uh, Ron, Tyler, they're glad I got rid of the mad dog. They are glad. I really wish we had some actual truth serum here. Now, I got to give... Just tuning in. There were nine Mm -hmm. Mad Dog bottles. I think one sip was taken out of a few of them. And Lopez... One was unopened. Yeah, one was unopened. Lopez threw them away yesterday. The the studio does look a lot better. Yeah. And and so, I'll give Clint credit because he legitimately, like, feels the way he expressed... He laid it out pretty well. Well, his, no, that's the part he didn't do. His defense. <laughs> I mean, I thought he laid it out okay. No, he did it bad, and I can go through some of this stuff. But I respect the fact that he feels that way, um, and he's and he's honest about it. You, you're telling me Ron and Tyler aren't glad I got rid of those things? Of course they are. I don't know that they're disappointed. Uh, exactly. Uh, but I do feel bad that that Clint, as much as as much as he legitimately feels that way all of a sudden started bending the truth in all kinds of different ways. Like, put 100 pounds in the trash can? I mean, come on. Uh, he said, I, I have my back to Figgy, so it shouldn't even bother me. I turned around to Figgy 60, 70 times a show. And every time I looked that way, it looks like a, a freaking crack house in here with all the Mad Dog bottles. 
and, and then and then he says Mad Dog Mondays, whatever, uh, is not supposed to be a big bit. And he said that the unopened was for the in the loop crowd. What's the point then? I don't know. Let's take a sip of I, Mad Dog. I, I was never asked, what does uh, that mean? and I wouldn't have anyway. Uh, that they didn't want. They had so many bottles because they didn't want to swap spit, as he put it. Okay. Have you ever heard of a cup? Wait, what? Uh, what there, are those? There's 150 cups in the in the kitchen over there. Okay. Uh, and then he said they didn't want those there, right? No, I'm saying they're all lying, except okay. for Clint. Clint yeah. believes it. And I respect that, but he's wrong. And then he's like, put this burden on the cleaning crew. First of all, and this might sh- sound harsh, but I'm I sincerely believe this. We all have good days and bad days at work, from CEOs to whomever, cleaning crew or whomever. It's part of your job. It's your job. Wow. It's your job. Wow. That day might have been a little harder. So this guy. But it's your job. She uh, just she just grabs it and puts it in the bin. She's, that's the she's, other thing. She's really nice. She's cool. Had to take it down 19 floors. What nah, is she, she just rolls the bin in, over there to the freight elevator. She's not in a horse and buggy. Yeah, she rolls I mean, <laughs> trying to go downstairs. Yeah. You put it in a cart. You roll it to the freight elevator. You go down. Boom, you're done. And then the last one. Hey, we help make some money, Chief. We help some make make some money for the station, Chief. Uh that that the mad dog bottles there was the impetus and the inspiration for this Bud Light uh display that we have behind you because it's product placement. I didn't know that the afternoon show invented product placement. Uh I didn't know that. I so I, maybe I'm wrong. But I think I've seen some of this stuff before. So my confession is, I think most of the people are lying. I respect Clint's take because he's being honest with it. He just messed it up. Watch this. These are my with that said, I I, I got to confess, I'm concerned about Tyler. This is an ongoing thing. Uh, I woke up to my notifications. I just scrolled through them. I looked through them. And I guess Tyler had replied to this. It was 3.50 p- a.m. 3.47. Yeah, 3.47 a.m. Mm-hmm. What What are we doing? Like, <laughs> what What are we doing? Like, oh, I'm... If I'm up at 3.47, somebody's in an emergency room. I, I, <laughs> I woke up and my first instinct was to scroll through, like... What what are we doing here? And here's the other thing. What what's going on? Uh, do we well, need to do we do we need to really have a like serious talk with my man? I don't know. Three forty seven. And then I think he said something along the lines of, "I woke up and decided to check Twitter." Whatever. Oh come on! Don't ever do that. Yeah, especially the way don't you sleep and the way that, you go to bed because that gets you all the way up. That's what Roseanne did. Like yeah. <laughs> well, plus she lost her damn show. You know I. She lost a show with her name on it. Yes, exactly. Tyler's up at 347. Who knows what the hell he's been doing? It's Roseanne. Probably a lot of... Might be some similarities to what Roseanne was doing and what Tyler's been doing. And he's up there tweeting. What are we doing here? No, I know. And like, like I get up in the night two or three times. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm an old dude. Uh... Don't ever check your phone when you get up. Go right back to bed. I don't even turn the lights on. Jeez, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. 3.47 a.m. That's that's late. That's late. Or early, however you look at it. Watch this. These are my confessions. This is weird because we were kind of uh, raising our eyebrows about this when it happened. I kind of miss Fromber's hair, man. I kind of miss his. Did you notice he cut his hair? The weave is gone at spring training. He's got short, high and tight, ball cap. That's it. He the weave is gone. I kind of miss it. Like, have you seen the video? 
that McTaggart posted yesterday? Yeah, it looks good, man. It looks good. It looks good. Figure, how do you feel about it? I kind of miss it as much as I was like, eh, I don't know. At first, I feel like I'm looking at a new guy. I gotta I get know. used to that. I don't know. Looks young. I think it looks fine. I think it looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah, but I'm just like, I miss the weave. Watch this. These are my confessions. I want the Titans to sign T. Higgins. Takes him away from the Bengals. Tennessee pays T. Higgins to be a number one receiver. I don't think he's a number one receiver. I also don't think if he was a number one receiver, he'd be in a good position with Will Levis. So it benefits you with a team that you think are chasing uh, or in the same tier with in the AFC, and it benefits a division opponent. T. Higgins, if you hit the market, please sign with the Titans. Yeah, uh, with you on that one. Uh, not altogether with you on another one there uh, that, w- that we're talking about. Uh, I later. said I want him to draft Brock, Brock Bowers. Yeah, uh, I'm not altogether with that one, but uh, I am with you on that one. Watch this. These are my confessions. Sometimes you just get in my head, and now I'm going to watch the Celebrity All-Star Basketball oh, game. I've watched I'm terrified. With worry in I'm my scared. heart. With That's my main with confession. <laughs> I'm terrified about CJ Stroud with playing worry. this. With uh, Micah out there, I'm, I'm worried. Had you not brought that up and and brought it up very reasonably and, and made a good, strong case, and I'd not had I not heard Micah talking, uh, I probably would have just watched it and said, oh, cool. And then the other part of it that sort of weighed into this was I watched highlights of uh, CJ Stroud in the Celebrity Softball game yesterday that Travis Scott had. He doesn't let up. I mean, C.J. Stroud, if he's going to play a game, hey, if they turn the scoreboard on, I'm competitive. Uh, he's that guy. And so now all of a sudden I'm a little bit apprehensive about watching tonight. Watch this. These are my confessions. So I got prevented yesterday from being a real slime ball. Mm-hmm. And it was a double whammy because it made me feel bad. What happened? So I was going home. I don't think there are too many leftovers better than hibachi leftovers. Probably true. So I was oh, going, how was it, by the way? It was great. Yeah. So I was going home yesterday. We had the hibachi leftovers from Valentine's, and we'd taken one to-go box. We combined my wife's food with my food, Yeah. and it just had a big-ass box. It was going to be a big-ass hibachi feast. Mm-hmm. All hey. I was thinking to myself is, man, I'm going to crush this. I wasn't thinking about saving half for the wife. I was going to eat the whole thing, no. and I was going to accept my consequence, say I was sorry, and say I didn't realize it, and just crush the whole thing. I go in there, in the fridge. Oh, no. I open the fridge. There is that hibachi takeout. Mm-hmm. I grab it. It's half eaten. So my wife had done the right thing, and I was not going to do the right thing. Ah, so it made me cool. feel like even more of a slime ball. Got she ate it and about. left enough for me, and I was not going to do the same thing no. when I was doing it. So I got to confess, I feel like a slime ball. Yeah, yeah I get it, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't feel that way. Uh, she's, she, you know, that's what she, she does. She saved it perfectly, She man. saved it perfectly. I'm shocked y'all put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> wife is like, no, nah, that's yours. This is mine. Don't touch my stuff. Don't you touch yeah, this food. Yeah, we down there put our names on our <laughs> to-go stuff. Don't you touch food. I, you know what? I, I'd have done the same thing. Like, hey, it's in that box and I'm hungry. Uh, so, But thank you for sharing. <laughs> that's the difference between women and men. They care. They don't. <laughs> Watch this. 
I gotta confess, some people are taking this MD twenty twenty thing pretty serious on the uh, on the text line. Man, some dude, some people are mad at you. Some guy said I was cowardly. Yeah, you're cowardly. You're <laughs> doubling down. Cowardly. Sound like an old man. I, I, I don't know what's going on I here. I did everyone a favor, and, and and what was the other one I got? Like you should have asked them face to face. Well, f first of all, they I, didn't care about that. I, I said it on the air, uh, which they listened to. If it the day before, so if it's here tomorrow, I'm throwing it out. You heard me. Uh, and and then the and then the other part of that is, people are saying, well, what if it was one of your things that they threw out? First, there is no, you there the is nothing open. of mine. Yeah, Lopez is messy. I clean Lopez up. Lopez is the messiest guy in here. I clean up every I day. I did hear that you were dropping coffee at Radio Row. That's not true. Who, uh, I, heard, I heard you were dropping coffee at Radio Row, uh, and someone had to clean up after you. I did not spill. It was somebody else because I didn't spill any coffee on well, Radio Row. I heard I heard you had to get cleaned up. up uh, well, you heard wrong. After. You heard, heard wrong. Well, that wouldn't have been the first time you spilled yeah. coffee. No, no, no. It I've, would be no, about hey, the 20th. I, I, I've spilled coffee before, and I've claimed it. I didn't spill coffee on Radio Row. All right. Uh, and by the way, every day, I said this yesterday, I clean up everything, I tidy up, and we're good to go. Damn, is that the Olympic logo there, or is that just <laughs> all your rings from this week? It's gracious. Coming up. How C.J. Stroud's biggest controversy will change the offseason, perhaps forever. Next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, Mad Dog Gate getting a text line going crazy uh, here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Last year, uh, the S2 gate. Had a lot of people going crazy. C.J. Stroud's S2 cognition test was uh, a popular topic. Apparently didn't go too well. Um, we right off the top, there, there were a lot of things we were wrong about when it came to C.J. Stroud. Hell, we had Bryce Young ahead of him. Mm -hmm. uh, full transparency. But I, I didn't know how to react to an S2 test because I didn't know what the hell an S2 test was. Right. So I had no idea. Like You, you, could, you could have said the needle dong test and I, I don't, i've never heard of it so i don't know how to react to that that's basically what the s2 test was was the needle dong test i don't know what that means i don't know what it is i'd heard of the wonderlick hell there's examples of guys with great wonderlick scores being awful at football there's examples of guys with great wonderlick scores being good and, and, and vice versa bad scores being good etc but the cj stroud controversy has led to the Athletes First Agency, which is worldwide, there's mm -hmm. multiple branches of it. Um, they are directing, uh, this is per The Athletic, uh, Kalen Collar um, of The Athletic, could be Kaler, uh, forgive me, K-H-L-E-R, forgive me for uh, mispronouncing the name. But according to uh, the report, The Athletes First Agency is directing its prospects to not take cognitive tests in the pre-draft process this year, a direct response to the C.J. Stroud S2 leak last spring. Uh, A1 emailed teams with the following quote, our recent experience with these exams has been less than positive, specifically the fact that certain results and performance were leaked publicly last year demonstrates that there is truly no confidentiality with these tests. It is not right for a player's intelligence, aptitude, or mental processing to be subject to public discussion and ridicule. No other job interview carries the same scrutiny, close quotes. And S2 is dead. Athletes First has, I don't know the exact number, but boy, they got a lot of players. They, they've got a We've lot been of, talking about Micah Parsons and C.J. Stroud. They're yeah, both there. Dak yeah. Prescott's in another branch. I mean, yeah, they have a lot. 
hell, Gerard's still with the athletes first as a coach. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so they have multiple agents, multiple dozens, if not hundreds of players. Uh, the S2 is, is dead. And it also speaks back to how they – remember they, they, they came back and said, uh, yeah, that one, his test was flagged. When did they say this? January. Like I think it was early January when they said, "Yeah, well, yeah, we meant to say that. Uh, we meant to say that that we flagged that one as soon as it was as it happened." They yeah. they've been trying to scramble, trying to save their own uh, backsides and everything else. It's dead, and thank goodness it's dead. I think you, the only you, way you say thank goodness, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know what to make of it. Like, I, I, how important is it? I, I think there's other like, what are you trying to find out with it? Like, because I think if if you tell. I've heard of prospects like going and drawing out stuff on the on the board. You're having normal conversations with them. It seems like you can figure out whatever your goal is to figure out just by like a normal conversation, normal type of process. And I think if you're trying to figure out how a player processes things and can go from, uh, you know, can adjust on the fly and all that, you can do that in film. But if you say, okay, we want to take it a step further. We just want to find out about this prospect's general – intellect or decision-making or whatever, do it yourself. I mean, there's a million different ways of, of, of doing that, a million different entities that can do it. Uh, I, the reason I said thank goodness is because of why and how they reacted to that. Like, they flat out said, oh, yeah, remember back in, what was it, April, uh, March, whenever they took the test? Uh, it was flagged, and it took you that long to how much, figure it out? How much do you think aggregation is a problem with this? Because... There's multiple sites that just like aggregate news mm -hmm. and there's 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 a handful like for for what I do for like NFL yeah. like and I'm following NFL news and and I'm not I'm not I like aggregators so we I, use them all the time. We use them all the time. You got to use them with a grain of salt. You mm -hmm. got to you got to read you got to know how to read journalism. You got to know how to read what opinions are, what facts yeah. are. You got to follow the sources, all that type of stuff. So it puts the information out there but like whenever a report comes out that CJ Stroud had this test now you have JP Football, Dove yeah. Kleeman, uh, Ari Myrov, all them, Florio, throwing this out there, and I think it just kind of blows up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know that the CJ Stroud report is any different than, you know, some of the ones in the past. Furthermore, I kind of think there's people like that are looking out for athletes first. I think Ryan Clark's the athletes first. If he's not, he's basically their PR mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to covering their athletes. No disrespect, that's just what it is. Um, that that, that kind of made it even more of a big deal, uh, this S2 test and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, but some of them should be a big deal, and this was one that should have been a big deal. Uh, you know, you, it should. I'm talking about the, the after effect, the fact that yeah. the score what was, was he, he ended up being the number two pick, though. He did, uh, but, yeah. but we don't know how it might have affected other teams, uh, you know, even though they didn't have a chance to get him or whatever. Uh, and it definitely affected, like, a, a, a reputation, I mean, it was almost slanderous. You the know? only the the only thing that that I don't agree with just the wording of the uh, of the athletes first, and I think this is kind of your cake eat it too type of situation mm -hmm. where I think I, I think there is is where it says no other job interview carries the same scrutiny. Yeah, no kidding. No other job carries the same scrutiny. You know, right. I'm not going to be like the hey, you get paid millions of dollars. No, I'm not no, saying no. that, but I'm saying like. I don't think you can compare being an NFL athlete for a number of reasons because they're elite at what they do. I don't think you can compare it to like no other job interview. And some job interviews do, if we're honest. Like you do, you do take some oh some sure pretty wild tests in yeah. other job interviews. That's kind of a vague statement. No, no, there there, there are a lot of other jobs that are as uh, stringent, but they're not as viewed 
They're not. I mean, you're you're millions of people are watching you run around in basically your underwear, you know, and and then you have your tests that leak and all that other stuff. See, here's what my statement would have said if I were if I worked for athletes first. This is this would be my statement because their statement was very professional. Our recent experience with these exams has been less than positive, specifically the fact that certain results and performance were leaked publicly last year demonstrates that there truly is no confidentiality with these tests. Blah, 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 blah. No other job interview carries the same scrutiny. This would have been my memo. And I think it, I think it's I think it's just as reasonable as what Athletes First is saying. Yeah. This would be my memo to all the teams. This would be Landry Locker, PR representative for Athletes First. Mm-hmm. We are not taking the dumbass S2 test anymore because CJ Stroud just had one of the best seasons a rookie has ever had at the quarterback position, which shows that this test might not mean a damn thing. <laughs> Furthermore, you guys look like the, 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 the leaders of the S2 test look like complete and total jackasses by after the fact, months after the test was leaked out and there was reaction saying that maybe it was a false positive. Thank you very much. We will not be taking this dumbass test anymore. <laughs> kinda, the end. That's, like just as, that, that's just as good of a reason not to take it as what athletes first said. I kind of like it. I like your statement. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you watch C.J. Stroud play, you saw what he did. You you know that that test was And then after the fact, months after the fact, y'all do an interview. Like, if it was really a false positive and y'all knew this at that time. That's my and thing. And y'all let all that reaction go out. Yes. We should not even take y'all serious as an organization. And, y'all and, are and, clowns. And that's the biggest reason I think that I'm, I mean, I think that's the biggest reason I'm glad that they are out of the S2 business and S2 should go out of business. Not because necessarily that it came out even. But that when it came out, they ignored it. When after the months later, they said, yeah, we, we flagged that one. We, we knew it, it, it had a problem. Well, wh- where was this in April? You know, it's just complete chaos management, and they, they should be gone. You want to keep it simple? Here, here's the statement from Athletes First. If I were doing it, we no longer going to uh, recommend our athletes uh, take the S2 test because C.J. Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> Because C.J. Stroud, that's why. <laughs> We're no longer going to do that. <laughs> I'm serious. It's it's like uh, you just, I don't know how you do how you though like if it was a if it was a false test how you just sit back and let that go down. Cover ups. They covered it up. That's a, by definition like we knew it. We're just not telling. Did you they even January. cover it up though, yes. or did they just lie and say that it was a false? They didn't positive. say anything. I mean, that's they they said we knew it was flagged. And waited all those months. That's that's sorry. That's sorry. That's the reason I'm glad this is done. Yeah, the credibility of the uh, yeah. of the test. Now, are they still going to have the Wonderlick, or is that gone too? I think teams should just do their own. Like, there's Wonderlicks. There's tests that you know HR people in every building in the NFL probably know of that are you know good when it comes to decision making, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just come up with your own and 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 have your own judgment. And it's probably less chance of it getting out. Yes, too, man. Yeah. Rest in peace. We hardly knew you. And I still don't know you. I don't know what the hell it is. I still have no idea. I didn't like, I'm sure there was some host, hey, let's take an S2 test. But I, I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. I don't get it. You should not be going off that test to pick a player, man. I mean, that, that should not, yeah. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. What is it? It's like an arcade game or something? No, apparently, there is some video stuff that goes, like, you have to decide this or that, or there's some basically electronic flash card type stuff that you got to do but 
I no, don't don't do it. I, I'm glad you're out of business. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> John Lopez, figgy fig with you. Pour one out for the S2 test. CJ Stroud, uh, impacting the way things are done. Coming up, some really kind words from two NFL vets with unknown futures about D'Amico Ryan's plus. Quarterback Domus is back, and he's got hot takes next. Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. I I, I didn't want to bring this to there, but I'll do it. We'll, we'll do this in 15. All right. It's, it's something involving the quarterback, man. Just looking out for him. I'm protective. I'm worried about him today. Uh, and, and I'm worried about it maybe in another way, although I don't know whether I should or should not be. Let's have a little flashback Friday, a little D'Amico Ryan's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Eagles uh, with uncertain futures, Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox. Uh, let's just go back to uh, when they were about to play in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, what they had to say about the impact of your head coach, D'Amico Ryan's. Here's Fletcher Cox. When I first got here and was in the locker room with him, I kind of watched him a little bit. He's just a natural leader. Um, he's one of the guys that I think I told somebody, Zach, or somebody yesterday, playing with D'Amico taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about how to be a pro, how to approach things. Um, and D'Amico was always one of those guys. If I had problems with, with something, I would go to him. If I had problems at home, I would go to him to lead me in the right direction. One of the best. One of the best about D'Amico early on uh, about what he was going to be. Here was Jason Kelsey talking about your head coach, D'Amico Ryans. I think a lot of guys felt this coming when he was a teammate. You talk about just an impeccable leader, just always composed, always uh, in the moment, very smart, cerebral player, definitely a, a favorite during the, the Chip Kelly era and the locker room by coaches and players. I mean, everybody loved D'Amico, and um, it's, it's of no surprise that he has gone on to have success in anything. I love there, man. Yeah, and you can go back to his rookie year. That, that that's the one thing that you should have been a dead giveaway. Named captain as a rookie, as a linebacker. What do they call him? Uh, Mufasa? Mufasa. Yeah, Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. yeah. You know what that's from? The Lion King, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. You like that movie? Love that movie. Okay. All right. Um, see you next Tuesday. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, that's when the uh, see you uh, next Tuesday. Period to franchise tag guys begins oh, next oh, Tuesday. Okay, okay. Yeah, next tu- next Tuesday they will. Uh, that's when it begins now. Yeah, so, begins and yeah. then you got a two week stretch. Yeah. So we'll figure out what goes on uh, there. Merrill Hodge, quarterback Domus. He's at it right now. This was him last year, just to show that he knows what the hell he's talking about. This was Merrill Hodge last year talking about C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. How many quarterbacks have a first-round grade this draft? I got one, um, and that's C.J. Stroud. And he is unique from this perspective. Let's talk about this. These are the two things that have to be woven together. If you do not have these two things, your ability to win consistently in the National Football League is going to be very hard. you got to process decision making okay the processing and decision making aspect and accuracy has to be that combination cj stroud is strong he is dynamic i mean his ability to throw accurate wise will attack he can attack every inch of the field every inch of the field you take bryce young into that pocket collapsing environment he doesn't have a big enough arm so he's limited in where he's going to be able to throw 
and he's not the same quarterback. He can't make those throws. And that's going to be a, a big consistency in the National Football League where he's going to have to play. that He doesn't play like C.J. Stroud does. Now, I know, you know, he's clearly on the national stage, Merrill Hodge, because he yeah. was just on with Dan Patrick. Well, there. he's not on the national stage at all. But he's not like you know, yeah. on a show. And that was a breakdown Like, like right he's there. a guest. But well, we saw that last year. I was like, okay, what is Merrill Hodge? go back now? to Johnny. Oh, well, let's go back to Johnny. Yeah. This is uh, Merrill Hodge back in the day talking about how he felt about Johnny Manziel, much to the dismay of Skip Bayless. Merrill Hodge, with all due respect, you have never, ever been more wrong in your assessment of a football player than you just were about Johnny Manziel. He's going to be a star. He's a, a fifth or sixth round grade if you have a compensatory <laughs> pick, grabbed him there. But not in the first round. I'm sorry, I got a question. Are you saying that Johnny Manziel may not even be worth a pick in the first three rounds? Oh, I wouldn't. There's The, the project is so nasty. Dude. There are so many so, major flaws. So what are your thoughts about people who believe he should be the first overall pick well, in the draft? Listen, you know, obviously it's not a perfect science, but I think people who will take him in the first round, I'm if you first did, overall. First if you overall. took it first overall, I would think that staff would be gone in two years, and whoever made that pick would be gone in two years. All right, well. Now he has an opinion on Caleb Williams. All right, so you got it. You got the. You got the credibility now. Yeah, he does seem to. Maybe he just doesn't like guys who are playoff script. I'm not sure, but this is what he said about Caleb Williams as the Chicago Bears decide what they're gonna, how they're gonna handle the number one selection in this year's draft. I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year. So I'm only halfway done. Okay, the one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes. And I hope the Bears don't think, well, let's, let's, let's try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. So it is unfair to Justin Fields. He has had new coordinator, new coordinator, new coordinator. There's no possible way you can know about your guy when you do that. It's the worst thing that can happen to any player, especially a quarterback. I mean, you got to respect it now, right? I don't know. I do. I, I mean, I guess. I like Drake May. You've said that. And, uh, and, I like and, Drake May. And I don't think that's... I like him, especially if Cliff Kingsbury gets his hands on him. And he's probably a, a more polished, safer, right? I don't know about that. Yeah, just kind I don't of, know what Caleb is. I, it did seem like he was just kind of BSing this year. I don't know if you. I mean, maybe <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Well, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe like when you start losing a few games, and yeah. <laughs> you know, you get to a point where it's just kind of I'm just protecting myself. I'm mm -hmm. looking out. I'm gonna run around, like try to make highlight plays. It, it did seem like he was just kind of at, at, at a certain point. It just seemed like he was just kind of like f this. Yeah, and, and that defense sucked. And you know what? That's part of the evaluation. Yeah, it it, it really is. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I think Drake I would May, not be able to pass on Caleb Williams, although I, I would anticipate a lot of extra BS. What does he do? That, and this piqued my interest. That's why I'm asking you. What does he do that's special? Uh, he's got a hell of an arm. He's knows how to extend plays. He's pretty freaking athletic. Like he's like a bigger version of Kyler Murray. He's a badass, man. The athleticism I would agree with. I remember when he came in. I was at I was at his debut, his college debut against Texas. Mm -hmm. He kicked their ass. They were down 18. I knew yeah. that was going to happen too. <laughs> I, I, I literally, we were literally sitting at the Astros game. <laughs> this guy's going to kill us. I, it, he was he was this backup quarterback. We were sitting at the Astros game. I said, Spencer Rattler's going to get benched. Caleb Williams is going to come in. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But I, I say all that to say, I, I think I, I, like, 
I don't know. Like, Merrill Hodge just – he did say I've only watched five games. Six, but yeah. Yeah, six. Yeah, you got three last year, three this year. He didn't even he didn't even go back to OU. He didn't go – like, you've watched six games. I, look, it's gonna it's hard to say, hey, Merrill, you're dumb. But he is quarter dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dumb. You're wrong. Kind of hard to say that. Going around the NFL here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, he was asked about his dream QB. This is what he had to say. You look at today's NFL, what type of quarterback, the ideal fit, the characteristics, the traits that you want to... Is there anything funnier when someone's like, you look at today's NFL. In today's NFL. When someone's breaking it down, in today's NFL. In today's NFL. In today's NFL, you got to be able to do this. You look at today's NFL, what type of quarterback, the ideal fit, the characteristics, the traits that you want to work with here in Washington? Uh, The Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. No, um, you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. Player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys each and every day when, when he shows up in the building. You want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. All right, there you go. Thanks, Coach. Now that part is part of today's yeah. NFL, the mobility part. With Kingsbury and Washington. How's Crazy, that isn't it? Isn't that, 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 that's wild. It's going to be a different – it's going to be weird – Seeing him like that. Oh, what did you make of uh, Chip Kelly, who was rumored to be the the Raiders? We're going around the NFL Raiders OC. What did you make of him leaving UCLA mm-hmm. to be the OC at Ohio State? Uh, I thought I would feel like a loser if I were at UCLA. Oh, of course. Like, think about. It. I mean, just the fact that he did that. That's usually like you go from D two to get a head coaching gig. Yeah, they're going to the Big Ten, man. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. Oh yeah, that's right. They're, they're going, going to the freaking yeah. Big Ten. Mm-hmm. He left UCLA See that guy over there with the headset. <laughs> How does that happen? Used to be our coach. What? <laughs> <laughs> I would feel terrible. Oh, you feel like like just second tier. I mean, and that's not like hey, he left. Dude, he left to be a he left head coaching gig to be OC. Well, especially because it's not like you've been a second tier program. You've been a marquee program. Now you're second tier. That's what's Are embarrassing. Are you even second tier if that happens? I mean, can you even be second tier if 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 a coach leaves when you're going into a new conference, the yeah. playoff is expanding. If a coach leaves you to go be an OC somewhere, yeah. can you even be second tier? I mean, however you want to define it, but at best, at, at, at best, you're second tier. Man, yeah, that's rough. Could I interest you in a stat? This oh, one's been making the rounds. You know, you can. My dad actually sent me this graphic. I think on Monday. The aggregators caught it the other day. They were putting it out. Mm-hmm. So the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, they led the league in holding this year in the regular season. Yeah, they hold a lot. The Kansas City Chiefs in their last three Super Bowls have been called for zero holds. Yeah. Yeah, because that's some strong discipline right there. That's man. not discipline. That's good discipline right there. <laughs> that is not nah, discipline. They just step it up in that, uh, that two weeks. Whatever get... Charlie Heck's dad, who's the offensive line coach, is doing there and teaching them in the big games with that two weeks to teach, he needs to keep that up. Let that's me, discipline. Let me introduce you to Nick Bosa uh, because he was held everywhere. See, that's, that's embarrassing for the NFL. Zero holding calls. Not zero holds. Zero holding calls. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big difference in how you phrase this. They didn't hold anybody in three. Yeah, they did. They just didn't get any holding calls. None, man. None. Algeria Sneed. 
Oh, man, this was good. He was on with Kay Adams. He's a free agent cornerback for the Chiefs. He's a guy that Jamar Chase hates. He was asked if he had a message for Chiefs GM Brett Veach. This is what he had to say. What would you like to say to Brett Veach? Man, pay me. <laughs> pay me. Pay me. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Pay me. That's pretty direct. Pay me, Rick. Pay me, Brett. Put that on your shoes. Can't blame him, man. Can't blame him at all. Speaking of the Super Bowl, Tony Romo, he got a lot of smoke. He had the internet going nuts. By the way, slime off coming up in nine minutes. Can John Lopez, throwing away mad dogs, take down Travis Kelsey? shouldn't even be nominated. You got to be fair. Yeah. You got to be fair to our teammates. You got to be fair to our teammates. (laughs) Was Lopez fair to our teammates, though? We'll find out (laughs) in the slime off next. Here's Charlie Weiss. Didn't think we'd be talking about Charlie Weiss today, but he was on Sirius XM, former OC for the Patriots, coached the Chiefs, coached Kansas, coached Notre Dame. Here was what Charlie Weiss had to say about Tony Romo. Yeah, I wasn't listening to those guys because they 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 really turned me off. I have to tell you, I'd rather they do. They turn me off. I listened at the end of the game, and I listened to Tony Romo ruin the moment. Just shut up and let us savor the moment. Just be quiet. I don't need to hear your analysis of what just happened. I just watched it. I want to watch the moment. I want to enjoy the moment as a sports fan. Okay, we please, please. Just let us enjoy the moment. Oh, wow. It's different than Mitch Holt, you know, Mitch on radio having to describe the moment because you're not seeing it. We're watching it. Let us watch it. I, I try to watch the game and not let the announcers ruin the game for me. There are announcers that I really enjoy listening to, but then there's announcers where if I have to listen to them, I'd rather go to the bathroom and throw up. Just shut up. There's no denying that he's a fan. He sounds like a fan right there. Just shut up. I mean, enjoy the game. It's not wrong either. That's what we were talking about on Monday as well. I saw him double fist uh, uh, sub sandwiches once. Who? Charlie Weiss. What do you mean? Come on, John. 100%. Come on. Hand of God. Uh, it's when I was would, would go on Stephen A's show occasionally, and, and I was in the green room. Come on. Waiting to go on. Uh, uh, this isn't slander. This is what I sat and watched. So Charlie Weiss was on the show, too, and we were sitting in the green room, you know, waiting to go on, on Stephen A's show. Was it two different sandwiches? I don't know if he broke it up or whatever, but he had a, a, a like a sub sandwich in each But hand. was it like one meatball and one turkey? No, it was like cold cuts. So and he had like one ham, one turkey? One and one, whatever it was. And he was just going, arr, arr. <laughs> So his hands were separate. Yes. He had a, it's half, not like he had them stacked. Because I could see you like stacking. No. Like, I'll stack like three pieces of pizza or no. something like that. No, I, the reason I so remember. one in each hand. The, re, the reason I remember. <laughs> and he was rotating. The reason I remember. Stop it. The reason I remember Stop it. Stop it, bro. So he was like doing like the it, drummer boy. It, like, yes. Sub, sub, sub. Yes. Come on. Dude, I was sitting next to or across from him. We're getting ready to go on the show. Was he at least like take? Was it? Was it? Mess- he was just going. Arr, was arr, it messy arr, eating? Or was no, it-, it was fine. I had a very like, good was conversation. He at least, with was he him. at least concluding? Ew. Was he at least concluding <laughs> and like chewing each bite? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was fine. But oh I, yeah, I just remember him just like <laughs> going like that with the sub sandwiches. I'm hey, hundred percent. It's not as bad as Mark Mangino. Oh yeah, I don't even want to hear about. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, I don't even want to hear about that dude. Man, what happened to him? What's he up to? I hope he found a bathroom. (laughs) That guy.
That guy was nasty. Yeah. And around the NFL here on In the Loop. So CJ Stroud kind of uh there were a lot of takes. It's it's more so like um the fakish sites. But he was in a suite at the Super Bowl. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. It was uh he was seated right behind Kim Kardashian, man. Had a lot of people a little bit concerned. He's a California guy. She's a California gal. Um, a lot of people saying, man, we need to step in and get CJ away from her. All right. It was Michael Rubin's suite, though. No, and I know the backstory on this. All right, give me the backstory. Uh, I know the backstory on give this. Give the backstory. I was asked this twice uh, at the fishing show on Wednesday. By, oh, they asked about by, it. But that, that's what people are noticing. Yeah. He's like, you know, the only thing I didn't like was CJ, seeing him in, in Kardashian's suite. So, so here's the backstory. Um, yes, he was in a suite with Kim Kardashian. That suite was uh, who's who's Michael the, Rubin, Ma- yeah, Michael Rubin, yeah, uh, from Fanatics. They are all involved in the same charity for prison reform. Yeah, and so Rubin invited them, independent of each other, to go to this suite Sweet, yeah. to watch the it's game. It's the same way reason he was at the same party as him. She's supposedly with Odell Beckham Jr. Not yeah, he was at the same party. Supposedly. It was it was a charity event. Remember, we saw those videos. It was it was for the same charity event. So if, I'm glad you brought this up because people are have talked to me about it off air. Well, I'm a little worried about you know about the Kardashians. Is he getting blown? No, 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 he's not. Uh, it was it was a charity event that you're talking. I about? I don't think he's that crazy. Sweet, no, he they just it's like you don't think he'll talk to Kylie or what's the other Jenner? I don't Jenner, think he's the younger Jenner. Jenner I don't. Kendall, yeah. I don't think he's that crazy. I really don't. Um, I can see it, man. Really. Yeah, I can. Not a bad thing, but yeah, I can. it is a bad thing. No, no, I, no, no, it is a bad thing, Figgy. Yeah, yeah, from that point, yes. But I don't think I, don't, I can see him talking or dating. If you are worried, I would. I don't want that. You're but a slime ball for that. I can see that. I think he's too aware, too self-aware. But but I'm very glad you brought you that want up. That life. People have mentioned it to me off air. We haven't talked about it on air. Calm down. Don't worry. It's like. Had he been invited to the same charity function and suite with whomever? Yeah. It, they just happened to both be there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think him dating Kim Kardashian is like a threat or no. anything like that. He's not. He's not no, like he, that. No, he's not. He don't want to deal with all that BS. You have to be. You have to have a certain amount of weasel to want to deal yes. with that. Like, look at all the guys they did. You have to have to have a certain amount of like clout weasel mm-hmm. like odell might be perfect and you have to you have to i don't like, know if he's big enough for kim now look, maybe look, she doesn't want someone big now maybe she's kind of just like wants to relax <laughs> <laughs> she wants to settle down yeah i don't know yeah yeah so don't worry about it it's all good i'm not saying it could never happen but that's a lot is being made for of me that. for me if like let's say that in in a in a imaginary world i was cj stroud and i like let's say that I go in that suite and it's wow, love at first sight with Kim Kardashian. And then we have a few moments and it's like, man, I love this girl so much. I'm in love with her. Man, I I just wanna I wanna hang out with her. I wanna spend more time with her. Kanye being her baby daddy's a deal breaker. Yes. I don't give a damn. It's over. I'm not I'm not dealing with that smoke. I'm not dealing with that drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want that. And I think that's partly why. Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of playing it cool right now. Yeah. Because they're like walking in front of each other. Their relationship supposedly blossoming. I'm sorry. I don't care if she's the best thing in the world. I am not going to take the Kanye smoke. No way. 
no how, no thank you. Uh, that's a great point. No way. B. Scott weighed in. I don't care about clout, but 100% weasel enough to date a Kardashian. Yes, you are, but not yeah, but but not C.J. Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has himself set up. He has different values than B. Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be serious. Like, uh, come on. Yeah. It is time. This is one of the most controversial that we've had. It looked like Travis Kelsey was going to run away with it. Uh, he is. And then John Lopez decided to throw away co-workers' property. <laughs> I didn't. It is time. Community property. For the slime. Lopez versus Kelsey. Coming up next. It is time. For the slime. It's time for the Weekly Slime. Slime season. The biggest displays of weekly slimery. Man, you going to hell on scholarship. As decided by your favorite H-Town hosts and the loopholes. Man, look at this slime ball. This is the Friday Slime Off on Sports Radio 610. All right, Travis Kelsey. He's got two nominations. Yeah, he so does. your odds are a little bit better than... Uh, anticipated so we have four contestants today two of them work in this building one of them plays tight end for the kansas city chiefs well really two of them but it's the same guy here's travis kelsey and his brother jason kelsey on the new heights podcast they're talking about travis kelsey's shove of andy reed and credit to jason kelsey because he's making it clear that travis was in the wrong and not just justifying the actions Having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. I immediately wish I took a back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, I love your passion i got cameras on me all over the place man he's letting you know not not to be like that just fired me up even more to go out there and get a victory for him man big red sorry if i uh, caught you with that cheap shot baby but damn i love winning with you you gotta have your head on a swivel because next time he gets fired up at you he's coming hot at you you know that oh yeah i deserve it if he would have cold cocked me in the face right there i would have just ate it and just been like yeah let's <laughs> go i'm not trying to make this situation acceptable but this is what happens when you have highly motivated passionate individuals this doesn't happen if you and andy aren't as close as you are that's what nobody knows the reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to have an interaction like this me and you both know what it was andy knows what you mean to him and what he means to you all right great explanation yeah i I love jason kelsey you can tell jason's the bigger brother too because like he tells him at the very beginning all right look it's like dude you're wrong yeah you know you were wrong you're wrong it's like he's still like they're still six and four or whatever you know yeah, I, I love Jason Kelsey. I, yeah. I look forward to seeing what he does, man. I think he's going to be a broadcaster. Yeah, I would hope. I just wonder, like, is, hell, maybe CBS can throw him in the studio if they have room. Or just take Romo They already out? have, like, 13. No, I'm talking about, <laughs> oh, I'm talking talking? about the studio show. They, they need 14 guys per studio show, don't or to they? Or go ahead and get rid of Cower. Well, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey nominated for pushing Andy Reid. Next one, the parade. 
What a four-day stretch it was for Travis Kelsey. Uh, this was Travis Kelsey drunk at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. from him pat what? what and he did um so travis kelsey has two nominees here yeah next one sean pendergast oh yeah apparently there was a fight between he and seth mm-hmm. and i don't know where you sit on this but seth was pretty hot and bothered by something that sean pendergast did here is what it sounded like contestant number three is sean pendergast well i'm watching this iron claw movie that's i can tell yeah the von eric Von Erickson brothers? Von Eric. Von Eric brothers, yeah. okay. What a weird family. I don't want to be a, that, I don't want <laughs> What a strange, strange okay. family. Let me just ask you something. You haven't watched yeah. the whole thing yet. No, I, I'm guessing it gets weirder. Is, yeah. is David still uh, spoiler alert, is David still alive? That's This is so good. <laughs> Dude, that's about so you been okay? Yes. What the hell? <laughs> I thought you Wait, honestly, what the hell? Honestly, honestly, what the hell? Okay, I bad. just, dude. All right, a slime ball, whatever award. <laughs> like, what ball. the hell? I gotta tell award. you, I just, I, that's I, a bad I, one. I, I gotta tell you, I had not, I had not heard like the full yeah. context of this. Yeah. I was in the lab getting prepared. That was pretty damn bad by it Sean. Was bad. That was pretty damn bad by Sean because he knows Seth has not. Doesn't Dude, know a I lot didn't know, about I'll be honest with you. I didn't even like I, I, I haven't seen the movie and I didn't even know. I didn't know who died or anything like that. I didn't follow the Von Erics. Yeah. So Sean is talking about like it's common knowledge. Like that's pretty bad by Sean. That's really bad. It's very, very bad. It's not like Titanic. <laughs> no, like it's, it's not like oh, well, I was Titanic kidding with Sean. I was kidding with Sean during the toss that day. I was like, hey, I'm going to watch Titanic. Don't let me know what happens. Uh, because it was that bad. No, I yeah, like everybody knows about the Titanic. I, yeah. People don't know the Von Eric story. Mm-hmm. It's not like common knowledge. A lot of people. I would say the majority of people that watch this movie are learning about them for the first time. Yes, uh, the only reason I do, and I'm not a wrestling fan, uh, is because it was local. You know, they're from here, they're from so, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And so growing, yeah, I don't mean Houston, but but anyway, growing up in this in that era, you hear about it. It's, yeah. it's in the newspapers. You remember what those are. Um, that was pretty bad, but but it was re- very bad. But that was pretty. You bad. know, Seth doesn't know a dang thing about it. Hey, has he didn't even know their names. <laughs> the Von Erickson. like he said, the Von Ericksons, <laughs> and then Sean assumes that he knows their, like their family history. Yeah, definitely. A Man, that is bad. Yeah, Sean Pendergast is a strong candidate. Mm-hmm. Then we have John Lopez. This, I shouldn't even be John Lopez tossed out the Mad Dog twenty twenty bottles. I think there were like nine or ten of them. Mm-hmm. There'd been one drink out of them. Like they weren't doing anything with those, but just leaving them around. So any notion that like Lopez threw away like some property or something like that uh, is incorrect. This is uh, 
This is the reaction from the drive guys. Uh, specifically, Clint Sterner. Based off of Lopez's actions. I guess in the loop, they just... They, I know they threw away our mad Who's dog. they? <laughs> I know they did that, and That's I know true. you felt some kind of way about it. about At least about the whole situation. So I haven't heard this, Tyler. Uh, did it did it did it ruffle your feathers when you heard it, Tyler? Did it get you a little? I mean, I don't think as much as Clint. I do think it's Bush League to uh, to oh. throw away someone else's uh, property, for yeah, lack Bush, of a better term. Well, I'm, I'm not League. acting like it was expensive, but I, I think that's Bush League. You know, whether you're throwing someone's I mean, stuff it. away or, or taking their lunch out of the fridge, I think it's Bush League. I like Bush well, you see, that's, that's three times. Yeah, man, he <laughs> called did. me Bush League in the process. That was awesome. Um, I don't have a problem with with Lopez throwing the 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 Mad Dog twenty twenty that was on the windowsill. Have no no problem. Don't don't have don't give one rip. It's the it's the commentary <laughs> that goes along. With it. It's the commentary from from John Lopez and Landry Locker and old Figgy Fig dipping his toe in the water too. For the first yeah. time ever today, I thought the OG John Lopez. I thought he sounded like a boomer. <laughs> sounded like okay, a cranky right, let me old hear, man. Let me hear it because you said Edward jumped in. It. Let me hear it. <laughs> Let me hear. Let me hear this. All right, this is from in the loop. As they, uh, they not only trash, but they, but they really started filling themselves, right? It's oh yeah. That, they start. They start going one at a time. All right, let's keep going here. Let me. Let me ante it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, 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 can, can I please? Can I just set the stage? I'm calling me by my real name, spiel, boys. <laughs> did. You got me up against it here, so I don't have enough time. You went by the government. Lopez starts the damn thing talking about. I'm tired of looking at him. For everybody out there listening, Lopez's back is to the Mad Dog 2020. It's literally yes. behind him. Never seen, matter. never seen a person for four sit hours. that way in, 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 in radio. It's right? Weird that he sits there. And and then Figgy, Figgy, so he, he sits his, his ass back there and says, "Well, I can I can actually see y'all. You've been looking at Lopez's back for four hours <laughs> for the last two off, years. Them bottles ain't that damn tall. Correct. That, okay, that Figgy's look. on the shorter side. I don't care oh, how. Wow. Figgy ain't under. Figgy ain't under the table. He's no, he's not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if them bottles were bothering that screen in front of y'all, it's going to bother them him, too. The bottles don't even come above that chair. Lopez right said the bottles were irritating him. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful color. It's beautiful artwork to me. Oh. How can how Look can the presence house. of some glass bottles irritate you, Boomer? Look here. <laughs> Look here. It, 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 because it's been brought up several times, I, I just want to make something very clear. Other than Lopez's back is to the bottles and the producer. <laughs> um, that really, that, that, that's a good point. Mad Dog Monday, and I, and I don't think any listeners out there thought that, that that uh, anything else, but I do need to clarify for those guys, I guess. Like, Mad Dog Monday was never a... It was never intended to come in here and just mash bottles of, of Mad Dog 2020, right? <laughs> and just right? throw up all over our sales by the end of the show. It, it was never, let's just bang a pint of Mad Dog at, on Mondays. It was, it, it was, hey man, let's bubble this bottle, take you back to the old days, Mad Dog Monday for the Texans. Boom. I don't understand how they defend yourself. Well, I don't understand. First of all, I shouldn't even be in this. Uh, but if they want to put me in, fine. I did everybody a favor. Every Anyone who says that they don't appreciate what I did is lying, except for Clint. I believe him. And But well, he said he didn't mind it. He just said he didn't like the commentary. Right. And the commentary that it bothered me, I, I turn around and talk with Figgy probably 50, 60, 70 times a show. Uh, 100%. And by the way, I come into the studio and they're right there. And the whole thing, they're pretty colors. It's mad dog, dude. It's irritating. It's disturbing to look at. And the season is over. So I shouldn't even be in this thing. 
but uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Figgy. And honest, look, man, I can see better, though. Yes. Like, they are going, I can see better, and I think all three producers said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, he said it right away. Chris uh, Santiago said the same thing. Tyler. I, I can see better. Tyler said it. Yeah. It looked nice and clean. Yeah. That's all I said. Yeah. You should be thanking me. I just, I just think it's not, I'm not asking you to, you know, do heroin. <laughs> yeah. Just drink, drink the bottle of Mad Dog mm-hmm. or, or don't, don't do Mad Dog Mondays. And when you're done, throw it away. Yeah. That's all. Just, just drink one. That's all. Just drink one bottle. I'm going to bring like eight sodas, open them all and just leave them there. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just leave them there. Okay. And I'm going to get pissed off if somebody throw them out. All right. Well. So we have four contestants right now. Mm -hmm. I got some news for you. Yeah? We got another contestant. We have another contestant? We got another contestant here, and I'm throwing this one front and center. Sports Radio 610, run in. Contestant number five is the guys from The Drive for doing a half-ass bit and leaving their backwash Thank you. piled high in front of me in the middle of the studio as if I want to sit there and look at y'all spit as y'all fail to capitalize on actually drinking the Mad Dogs that you're claiming you're going to drink during a great Texan season. So my vote was going to go to Sean. As we talk this out, I'm giving it to the drive guys for leaving one sip Mad Dog bottles all over the damn studio, especially now that I can actually look at Figgy during the show, and it's gone. So my vote is for the drive, guys, for leaving the Mad Dog bottles here. Uh, I get you. I got to tell you, I got a little bit of an upset pick here, too. I got to go with Sean. I got to go with Sean on this. That's a bad spoiler, man. Uh, That's a bad, bad spoiler. Figgy, sounds like you got either the deciding vote or you're going to cause a tie. I got to go with that last-minute entry, man. Oh, really? I don't appreciate somebody calling me Edward. There you go. Edward. Okay, that's a big That's a big. Don't fight. nobody call me Edward. Don't call him Edward. Except for my wife. Yeah. So this week's winner of the Slime Off, the Mad Dog Hoarders, a.k.a. The Drive. Coming up, a wish and a concern. A wish for a division rival and a concern for the face of the franchise next. Thank you, Figgy. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, I got a wish and a concern when it comes to the Texans and uh, free agency. I'm going to start with the wish. I hope the Tennessee Titans, if he hits the market, sign T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been an elite number two receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Before this year, he had consecutive 1,000-yard years. Uh, Burrow got hurt. He was nicked up. Didn't produce at quite the same level. Uh, Cincinnati lost their offensive coordinator to Tennessee. He's now their head coach. T. Higgins also happens to be from the state of Tennessee. If free agency comes around and he's on the market, I'll be more than happy if the Tennessee Titans sign him and they pay him like a number one receiver. Number one, I don't think he's a number one receiver. Also, he would be playing with Will Levis. That's number two. I don't think Will Levis, even if he was a number one receiver, would maximize him. And then number three, the Cincinnati Bengals are a threat to you when it comes to knocking on the door of competing for a Super Bowl. If they lose T. Higgins, 
that negatively impacts their team significantly. So my big wish is that T. Higgins signs with the Tennessee Titans. I would I would welcome that with open arms. How the hell do you expect me to take you seriously? What do you mean? That was some good. That was a good point. I thought. I'm sure it was. Figgy. So you've got an extra large big hat on that's made out of foam. I just tweeted a picture of it. This is the work environment in which I work. Um, you look like a cross between Pharrell and... Uh, Super Mario? Probably Super Mario. That, that's a good one. Figgy, how would you describe this hat? You can go to my Twitter to see it if you want. It's on YouTube, too. It's on YouTube as well. Yes. Can't wait to see those. Yeah, comments. I look like the hat. Uh, uh, what's the guy from the uh, backyard baseball game, Pablo? <laughs> oh <laughs> that's yeah. What it looked like. yeah oh yeah you know what that's that's the best experience. Yeah. yeah pablo from what was it baseball backyard baseball backyard or something baseball. Like yeah something like that you're pablo dude so really though t higgins to the titans how would that make you feel uh what do you say i drive the limo yeah i pay, I, I, I pay I, for I the pay limo for the i pay for the limo uh for for him to to go to the titans not that i don't think he's a fine player he's more than a fine player uh he, he he's a he's a terrific High-end number two receiver. Um, he's kind of like Nico uh, in, in that regard. No offense. It's a high-end number two receiver until proven otherwise for me. Uh, but they're in total rebuild. He's he's, he's not scared, scary there. You know, it's not like they're, they're going to break you because uh, T. Higgins was with the Titans. Yeah, sign me up for that. That, yeah. that would be great. So that would be my wish. Uh, my concern is going to take place tonight. I, I think basketball is a very dangerous sport, especially in the pickup pick format when you have a toolish guy with high testosterone that doesn't know how to play, that has a chip on his shoulder, that doesn't really have a, a, a sense of safety. I, I'm, I'm worried about C.J. Straub tonight in this uh, celebrity ball game. I, I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like, Do I think... Something bad is going to happen, no, but I, but I am going to be watching this and just wanting this thing to be over. That's that's just how important he is to uh, the organization. That's how important he is to this process, and that's how dangerous the sport can be when someone like Micah Parsons is guarding you. This is Micah Parsons on his podcast. Uh, I mean, just basically talking about hard fouls and whatnot. CJ's a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we coming for CJ. If he fouls me hard. I'm going to call the police. He will be arrested on spot. And mind you, I have Metal World Peace, so you better calm that, that noise down. And let me get that screen, big dog. I'm glad you're openly saying that because I'm going to put the team on my back. If you lose with a bigger team, what does that make you? A bum? <laughs> wow, I'm a bum now. You didn't have me worried, really. I mean, I, I should say I wasn't really worried. I knew there was always that possibility until you, we, we started listening to this podcast and, and Micah's doing the things he's doing. I saw how hard CJ's going to play in, in the celebrity softball game last night. And then you realize CJ is going to compete like crazy. And now it's a beef, not a real one, but a basketball beef. Yeah, a little more than, than when I walked into studio this morning. So here was uh, their back and forth. So CJ shot. I didn't know that this uh, these highlights were on uh, my man that played at UCLA that plays for the Miami Heat now. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea. Micah Parsons apparently not really uh, – Impress. I don't know what's going on here. You seen the highlights? Wrote a clip. The JV highlights. Pull the JV <laughs> highlights up. Pull the JV highlights up. This is a JV basketball team. No. You know who the star player on the Miami Heat is right now, other than Jimmy Butler? Bam. No. Jaime Hike is. Played UCLA. That game I scored 40 points was on him. 
the game winner. That's Hami Hakez right there, the center. Stop playing with me, bro. Stop playing what with me. What is this, freshman basketball? No, this is varsity basketball. Bro, he does PM. not look like he's... Number 24. Ask him about it. <laughs> Mike apparently is pretty dang good, that's for sure. Uh, Who said that? Uh, Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A can't even walk. He had to go to the hospital. Well, he was practicing, I guess, getting ready for this or yeah. whatever. He's a coach. He, Why is he, he playing? Because he's scrimmaging, I guess. And he, he, I thought he got a metal disc in his leg. I'm sure he does. Well, he's making Whitlock look smarter and smarter. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, that's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But he's. I mean, my gosh, he tries to step on the court. But and, I guess he was. He crossed him up, hurt him somehow, and sent him to the hospital. Uh, here's the uh, the final little snippet, uh, Micah Parsons and CJ. Sh- I'm being dead serious about this. Like, I know am you I, are. Like, overly and you've kind of got me more no, concerned I'm, than I'm, I should be. I just want him to get off that court, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> Before I even say it, the things that I'm about to do to you on that court is about whoa, to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's about whoa, to be. Whoa. I'm going to let you shoot the basketball. That would be the dumbest you thing. Wanna you want to go do. to the basket. You the can't dumb- shoot, Micah. That would be the dumbest thing you can do. That would be the dumbest thing you can you do. You literally are a, a wild animal. I'm a spot-up shooter. No, you're not. And I can go off the dribble. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you dribble. I'm going to make you go left. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I go left. That's fine. That's in my arsenal. Like, I, like oh, don't tell me too much of the game, but I get excited. <laughs> okay. See how, like, how they're... The moral of the story, you can't stop me. Like, the only way I can be stopped is, like, I missed a shot. Yo, what was the first thing you said when you gave your speech? Man, I thank God, you know, thank my Lord and Savior. Yeah, you need to go talk to God because you need to repent <laughs> for lying like that. It's all fun in games, and then it kind of no. escalates a little no, bit. Like yeah. CJ breaks him off, and then all of a sudden, Micah gets a He's little bit embarrassed. Get a piece of it's that. one like, yeah. it's one go underneath him when he's shooting type of thing. Next thing you know, you got like a Kawhi Leonard, Zaza Pachulia type of thing. It's just not. This yeah. is not good. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't. I don't like Micah Parsons. I, he he just he's just kind of a little much for me. Uh, yeah, no. so much for me. And I and this is going to be a competitive situation. CJ's obviously the better hooper. Like let's I be would honest. Yes, but I, I don't think I don't think Micah's yes. a chump. He ain't dropping forty. Well, he did on that NBA guy. Yeah, I mean Micah's Micah's a high school bigger than everyone bullying, going up, getting rebounds, and like. Well, what's he going to be here? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> but that that doesn't like correlate to. Productive pickup sometimes. Uh, and against these people, uh, it probably would, or uh, stand a better chance of, of doing that. This is gonna be dangerous. Not now. I'm gonna have. have to, now I'm gonna have to watch it. He's run our test. Yeah. Uh, Meta World Peace to, to look out. See, I don't think he's. I think he's just gonna be out there. What's he gonna do? Messing around. He's heavy, isn't he? Right now. I don't know. I think he's really fat. Uh, but I think he's just gonna Does be. That surprise you? No defense. Whatever. You throw me the ball, and I'm wide open. I'll shoot it. But not. I think the competition is going to be between the, the guys that are actual athletes and women, because there's two WNBA players in there, uh, that are actual athletes. we got to watch them. Going at it. You do. Uh, but yeah. uh, I think I think, I think think Puka Nakua is going to be really good. And then you got these two guys, uh, Micah and CJ Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. Just get off the court, man. Mm-hmm. Concerned. Just get, get everyone just have a good time and get home safely. Yeah, just get home. Get home. Get off the court. Shoot. Just sit, sit back and shoot. Yeah, they, that's not going to happen. They're, they're going to go. They're going to have at least a couple of moments where they Try go at drive. it uh, pretty good. Get at that. Yeah. Get, get Puka versus uh, CJ Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig. So, so T Higgins to the Titans, please. And CJ Stroud. Uh, keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. We got the uh, the drive guys in the building. Clint Sterner, Ron Hughley. We've been talking about Mad Dog Gate all day. Yeah. You guys, you guys won the slime off as a group, by the way. 
Oh, we won it. Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, won the slime office well, group. Yeah, it was the last second run in. No, no, I, I, you I, won just it. a nomination. I nominated y'all for leaving that around. I, I, we, we got nominated Jayla, or yeah, we won? Y'all, weren't, you nominated y'all won. won. Y'all won. It was a last second nomination. Originally, I was kind of like Clint's making good points, but then I realized, yeah, there was backwash just right in front of us. So I had to, <laughs> we, we had to switch. And, and Figgy didn't like y'all's short jokes. So yeah, yeah for that kind of put it over the top for him. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, uh, was I that mean, Tyler is short. or was that, was that Ron? <laughs> he is short. I mean, I, I was trying to clarify. I the bottles make, were I a problem and the screen's a problem. I tried, I tried to, y'all trying to act like Figgy is really short. Like, like them bottles were like some sort of privacy. No, I think he never he never alluded to his height as being the problem. Yeah. It was just the clutter. Tall ass yeah. Chris yeah. Santiago said he could see better now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, y'all gonna, a lot of people I, say you can see a I, lot better. Like Fig, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did hear Santiago and Johnny last night. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. I didn't, uh, I didn't oh, know it really oh, took off. Oh, Santiago, I don't. He wasn't real strong. Like he, wasn't, he didn't really say it with his chest, but he. He'll I felt like he was on Lopez's side. Of, of course, everybody. See, that's the thing. Everyone is on my side in their heart of hearts, except for Clint. And I actually said it earlier. I respect it. I mean, you're wrong. But I respect it. What? <laughs> I respect what? I, no, I, well, I'm I definitely don't, not on your side. I don't oh, have get the hell out of here. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem with you throwing weights. It's a shared space. Yeah, you know, if it it, it impacts everybody, it affects everybody. I'm no, fine. exactly. That's my point. It's a shared. space. I just think the commentary. The commentary was flawed. That's my favorite thing. Said. I don't, I don't, the action, I don't care. It's the commentary. <laughs> yes. Oh, like I put a hundred pounds in a trash bag. Oh man, that, could you? Ima- I didn't think of Dude, that. there's what, this thing did, called an elevator. When you when you thought about it like that, I, I, I mean, I hope you felt like a real ass. No, no, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. Right. I could, I could see it. In they the have eye. carts. He that said they it's roll. her job, man. It's their job. What an B- elitist. Bajani, Bajani That's not an elitist. Bajani said she strained her back last night she trying to get that not. bag out of that can right there. She did not. They have a cart right outside the door. <laughs> you put it on the cart. Put it on the elevator. You never have to lift it again. Lopez, you made her job significantly more difficult. Hey, I said this earlier we all have better days on the job than others you 100 percent sure she had a cart we all yeah it was right outside the door (laughs) we all have some good days some bad days that's her job she had a bad day by the way speaking of this so so this has been people have been talking about this i I wake up this morning i open the i open the phone i look down i see that tyler had commented on people have been talking about this Uh, (laughs) the internet landry locker's been talking about no 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 people have been talking about it including you people I look, I scroll down, and I see Tyler had commented, dude, it's 3.47 a.m. Like, what? <laughs> the tweet, like, the time on the tweet was 3.47 a.m. We're, we're going to, and by the way. I, I'm just trying to figure this out, man. <laughs> like, what, get what is, started, how, what time you think Tyler got home last night? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I stepped out with Tyler, and we'll discuss that coming Uh-oh. up. Uh-oh. But we we, we got to get your guesses. Uh, what time you think Tyler well, I mean, that, that, so if he this. was tweeting at 3.47, that gives you... I that was home you. way before that. <laughs> oh, not not God, that I haven't been out at 4 a.m. before, but right. last night was not one of well, those I nights. I mean, it's got... I mean, bars close at 2. Tyler was tweeting at 3.47, yeah. so it's some, somewhere in between. Do the math. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, "What lives what? up in in Tasita? <laughs> right. About a forty-five minute drive." That he just saw. This it, huh? is easy math, man. <laughs> the last man. time he told us he was out till four a.m. I remember that one. That that was after just a nice little hey, let's go Wednesday. have a beer after a work yeah. meeting. It was yeah. a fun Wednesday. All of a sudden, yeah, we're whipping out the fireball shots. <laughs> I don't think no, it, he, he's tequila. Anybody? No, that was he's, a, he's talking about it. Kirby that night. Anybody want a oh, shot? Was he whooping about then? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's bringing out trays to the table. It's like, man, I, I, I didn't like. I, I would have like. There's a different like type of mindset when you go in a bar. Like, 
I got there. Beast guy said, damn, man, we've already had two. Someone said, as, soon as, someone, as soon as someone says shots, you're like, all right, this is a different kind of night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just a well, what about what if they what if they say it twice in about a five minute span? Yeah, it's a really different kind of night. <laughs> you're listening to KILTAM, KILT HD2. The drive is live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 